0: Welcome to the Tea Migos podcast, the show where we talk life while enjoying tea. Today, I talked with Nicole Wilson. Nicole is an award-winning tea educator for the Tea For Me Please blog. Nicole and I discussed the vast differences in types of tea, what makes the perfect cup, how different processing techniques affect flavor, her controversial view on tea and health benefits, and a whole bunch more. Check out her work at teaformeplease.com or on all social medias at please and enjoy the show. Nicole, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm so good. I'm so good. So happy to talk with you. This is going to be good you're you're like a tr- a true specialist when it comes to to tea and i'm i'm excited i was scrolling through your website and just i was actually scrolling through your beginner's guide that you have and it's for someone who myself i claim to be a quote unquote expert i'm not but i i was like looking through it i'm like man this beginner's guide is is so much more in depth than like i've ever known so It's good.
1: The the cool thing about tea is I almost feel like you can't ever be an expert because there's always something more to learn. Yeah. And you know, even, you know, when I first started out, there were things everyone thought were true that aren't true anymore. So, Mm. you know, things are always changing. So it's kind of like just this ever changing thing that I like that it's not something you can ever master. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that. Cause that's, I mean, that's pretty much what I've heard from all the people I've talked to so far who have kind of taken this tea journey experience. It's, that's just part of life, I think, is just the never-ending learning experience. So, well, that's awesome. We're going to dive into that stuff. But first, I want to talk, what are we drinking, or what are you drinking today? Uh,
2: Sure.
1: So, I am drinking the uh, 2014 um, Autumn Song. It's a raw pour made by Mandela tea.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay, so I, I think a lot of the people and myself, we need to we need to that simplified because oh, that's sure. um I, I know a lot of my listeners and again myself included. Let's let break down like what exactly that is. So um so you said it's a it's, so and you can you pronounce it pu'er? Is it uh, oh, where's the?
1: You can pronounce it pu'er or poor. Um, poor, yeah. I tend to kind of change it up just because everyone says it differently
0: yeah I know I've always said poo air kind of like I don't know very just like rough like right at it poo air <laughs> but uh, the way you the way you say it, the, the you say it, it sounds uh more pleasant actually <laughs> than, oh,
1: thank you I mean yeah, the Funny thing about Chinese is, you know, we think of it as like a single thing, but China's mm-hmm. a massive country. So you have all yeah. these different dialects. And so yes. what, the way one person's gonna say the same word in Fujian is not gonna be the same way they say it in Yunnan.
0: Yeah. So it's I'm, kind of
1: like, you know, there's not necessarily one correct way.
0: Yeah, that's kind of something I that's similar in like the United States, even like English is so different all over. So let's uh let's break down. So what exactly is Pu'er, Pu'er.
1: Yeah, so um Pu'er is a tea from Yunnan province in China. Um the kind of official definition is that the leaves are pan-fried um and basically raw Pu'er is kind of similar to a green tea where it's kind of like a very fresh, very young taste. Um but then there's also uh what they call cooked or fur or uh shopur, which is actually artificially fermented so that's got like a super dark and earthy taste that's totally totally different um so I find like a lot of people try that first yeah. and don't like it and then they're like oh I don't like poor and then they just kind of give up <laughs>
0: yes yeah I, I actually do like that style I guess I, I haven't tried the raw so I can't really say I'm uh I'm too well versed in in that realm but actually right now I'm drinking um it's a it's a sticky rice tuocha and
1: sticky rice pour.
0: Yeah, so this one's um, it's very dark, very very earthy and bold, but at the same time, like has the sweetness from the sticky rice and or sticky rice flavoring, I should say, which maybe you know. I always forget how do they do that.
1: I forget the name of it but there's actually an herb yeah. that gives the tea that taste. Um there's, there's not rice or anything added to it but the mm-hmm. herb just kind of naturally has a taste of sticky rice.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating and like again it's a it's a Chinese herb and I'm I'm blanking on the name. Maybe I can uh, I can put it in the show notes if people are interested but yeah, it's super fast. I remember the first time I had this I was blown away because I love sticky rice, like the dessert and just having it literally in a cup of tea blew my mind. So yeah, amazing what they could do. Definitely. Yeah. So, okay. So those are like the two types of Puerhs. So now exactly this one that you're drinking is a raw?
2: Yes, pu-er? it is. Okay. Um,
1: so um, one of the things that kind of sets Puerh apart is that it can be aged, Mm. Um some people will age oolongs, but generally poor is kind of the tea that's focused on for aging. Um so like this tea was actually made in 2013. Um, but with poor, a lot of the times they'll they'll put the year that the tea was pressed into a cake. Mm. Um so that's why this one's called 2014, because that's when it was compressed.
0: Yeah. And so I I've always heard or believed that pu'er is made or is fermented the, the leaves. So is that the same when you say aged and fermented?
1: Yeah. So the aging process is kind of a much slower natural fermentation
0: mm, okay.
2: um,
1: where the, um, the show pour that's artificially fermented that's done over the course of like just a couple of months. Um, so it's kind of like a way they kind of developed the process as a way to fast track it to what a really aged tea would taste like.
0: Okay. Interesting. And do you know how that process is actually done?
1: Yeah, it's really, it's so funny. When I explain it to people, they're like, uh, <laughs> it's almost like they're making tea compost.
0: Oh. So <laughs> it's,
1: it's called piling. So they'll actually put the leaves in a big pile, Yeah. spray them down with water and put thermal blankets on them. Um, and so the basically bacteria um, help to, kind of ferment the tea leaves. It's different than like say alcohol fermentation. Um, So there's no alcohol involved, but um, it basically, you know, kind of breaks down the tea leaves and makes them much, much darker. Um, So that's where you get that like really earthy taste from.
0: Wow. That's, that's fascinating. Cause yeah, again, I, I've like understood that there is a fermentation process in it, but never really fully dug deep into what that process was and like why there was no alcohol like involved. Cause you hear fermentation. I think even my mind goes to kombucha too, when it comes to stuff like that and just Definitely. very different because it's the leaves that are actually, it's like you said, it's a compost style. Yeah. Now, so it's like a yeah.
1: microbial fermentation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what actually prevents it from like molding or
1: um, well, that's the thing. It's actually – there are molds that help it happen. There
0: are. Yeah, like I guess good molds versus um, Yeah, so bad there's good molds and there's or, bad molds. Yeah. Um,
1: but a lot of what is kind of responsible for all of it is kind of the same like good bacteria that you would have in yogurt. Okay. So like all the things that are like supposed to be good for digestion in yogurt um, are actually what um, kind of helps that process for the fermentation.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's actually kind of how I discovered uh, pu'er was – I'm, and I'm, and I want to touch base on this too. Cause I think, uh, I've, I've read a, a couple things from on your page about like tea health benefits. And I know a lot of people are interested in that myself included. Um, but I thought that was fascinating cause I growing up, I only knew tea in regards to like green tea, black tea, white tea, pretty much like those are like the three that like I knew. And then in like the last like two years, it's kind of blown up until oh now there's oolongs and different types of oolongs and there's yellow teas there's puers there's stuff like that and puer I've one after I tried it was I like fell in love with it immediately just because of that kind of bold earthy flavor and then two I I like the health benefits where you said like the the digestive properties the gut microbiome stuff like that I think is uh it's fascinating to me definitely yeah awesome so. I wanted to talk on, I guess, let's just start from the beginning of, of your whole experience. So when did you, have you, yeah, when did your tea journey begin?
1: Um, I was always a tea drinker. Um, Just when I was younger, it was kind of like red rose, black tea bags with milk and sugar. Okay. Um, my mom still drinks more tea than I do, but she just does it <laughs> a lot differently. <laughs> um, so I kind of just grew up, you know, having cups of tea before bed with her. Um, and then when I went and went to college, I didn't like coffee. Yeah. But, so like having like early morning classes and running, running, staying up to write papers, you need some caffeine. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I started kind of just trying lots of different teas that like they had at Wegmans or like different grocery stores. Um, and that kind of just developed into like, I actually really, like, I became known as like the girl with tea on my floor of my dorm that like (laughs) everyone would come to my room to get tea. (laughs) I love it. Um, and so that kind of just developed into me really getting into tea and trying all different kinds. And at that point it was still tea bags because I didn't know there was something else. (laughs) Um, but then I found this website called teaviews.com. Um, Mm -hmm. actually just recently shut down because this was a while ago though, um, where they were kind of just, they were looking for people to be staff tea reviewers. They're like, we'll send you free tea if you write about it. And it was like, I was like, pretty sweet writing classes and things like that. So I was like, I like writing. I like, I like tea. So
0: (laughs) check, check, check.
1: Exactly. Um, So I signed up with them. And for a couple of years, um, it was kind of like a really great early education because I was sent tea from all over the world, you know, all these different flavors, all different companies that, like, I definitely wouldn't have explored that much on my own without them, you know, sending me all those samples every month. Mm. But then I kind of actually started my blog as a way to back up what I was writing for them. Because I was like, I did all this work, and I was like, if they shut down their website, all my work is gone. So they were okay with me kind of just copying them over to like a blogger, Blogspot blog. So I, that's actually how it started, and. I didn't even really intend it as something for people to read until people started reading it. And then it was like, Whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. Like all of a sudden yeah. you're putting it out there on the internet and all of a sudden it just catches traction. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I wasn't expecting
1: oh, it to at all. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. That's, that's fun. So yeah, sorry. Keep going.
1: Yeah. So that was my, my blog will actually be 13 in October. So that was a while ago. Amazing.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Then that's, that's so cool. Cause that's uh. I mean, yeah, like you said, you just started just as like a, almost like a, a hobby. I mean, it was a job, but it was like a, a hobby job because you're getting yeah. free, free tea from it and like exactly. everything. And then it just kind of, I don't know, blows up into what it is today, which is, I mean, I would say a very successful tea blog
1: Thank and everything. You. Yeah. I mean, tea is just this rabbit hole that just kind of keeps going. Um, I definitely wouldn't have thought I'd still be doing it as this many years later.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, Yeah, that's incredible. Now, did you say when you were growing up, were you drinking black tea right before bed? Like, that was like your nightly.
1: Yeah, like that's the it's so funny. I'm like, people get so freaky about caffeine sometimes, but Mm -hmm. my family always drank tea before bed. Um, awesome. I don't have a very like my caffeine tolerance is pretty high, so that's probably part of (laughs) it.
0: And you've never dabbled with coffee or anything like that?
1: Um, you know what? It's so funny. I just started drinking coffee like last year.
0: <laughs> you did. I can edit this out if you if you need
1: <laughs> it. Like, I, I had jury a- duty for like a month. Okay. And it was not great. So to survive and stay awake, I had to, uh, you know, do what I had to do. And they had like box of Joe from, from Dunkin' Donuts in the jury box. So... I, you know, and that, but I was like, I actually, this isn't bad. I was like this whole time mm. I thought I hated coffee um, yeah. and I drink it like black, no sugar, no milk, no.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I know, I'm the, I'm the same way where for me, it was like, I did have a, such a high or a, such a low caffeine tolerance. So tea was the only thing that made me feel good. Like I still gave, had energy, but I wasn't like crashing and like burning towards like the in a a few hours so I needed tea versus coffee now at this point I've kind of built up a caffeine tolerance I think just from the quantity of tea that I have have been consuming so I can get away I but it's it's weird I still have like one cup of coffee and I am like I'm jonesing I'm I'm zooted like for for a while and it's uh yeah, it, it lasts, and then and then I still experience a crash. So, I still stay away from coffee. But I like the flavor. I've gotten I've gotten more used to like the bitterness of the coffee, and like same way I'm I enjoy it just black. And although I'm not I'm no expert when it comes to coffee, so you can make a cup of Folgers versus some nice tea or um, coffee beans, and I'm not gonna know the difference really.
1: Same, yeah. Um, <laughs> a coffee shop kind of opened up. Um, a few blocks away from my house. So I've just been kind of having fun, trying a lot of different things because it's a super new world to me. Um, That almost kind of like how I started tea that I'm like, okay, today I'll try this or today I'll try that.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. Again, that's uh a, that's maybe a conversation with other people who who know a little bit more about coffee. As for us, we, we're just noobs in the in the coffee in the coffee world, and I'm still I'm still a noob in the tea world. I'm still trying to understand this. So so when was like the first I guess r- you felt like real tea experience where it just like it took you from like I guess like tea bags to like oh there is something so much more to this. There is different flavors. Yeah. Like when, when would you say did you have like, was that a moment or was that like um, something else?
1: I would say my mom actually had cut out like a magazine advertisement for me yeah. on blooming teas. Um, uh, yeah. And yeah. at that point I still had just only been drinking tea bags that so was like, yeah. wait a minute, there's tea that doesn't come in a bag. And it's like actual leaves. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Can you explain what blooming teas are? Yes.
1: The tea leaves are kind of hand tied into these little balls um, Mm -hmm. where when you put them in the water, they kind of bloom and open up. And usually there's like a flower inside. Um, Typically, they're not super high quality and like they're like very Mm. kind of jasmine scented. So you're not really necessarily tasting tea, you know, for Yeah. But it just was kind of that pivotal moment of like opening your understanding of what tea is. Um you know, cuz for most Americans if you say tea they think of a Lipton tea bag and that's about it. Yeah. Um maybe like sweet tea down south, but that's about it. So yeah. <laughs> it was definitely, you know, I I just ordered like a whole I ordered like a little glass teapot and like a whole assortment from the company in the ad. Um, and it just kind of took off from there that I was just like so fascinated at how many different kinds of tea there were to try. Um, that it just, I mean, at this point, I've reviewed on my blog over a thousand teas. Oh my gosh, and there's still tea that I haven't tried.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's wild. I know I was again, I was just scrolling through some of the teas that you have reviewed and just the names, and I knew. Like a handful, like there are so many, there's so much there. And like, that's that's like the cool thing about your blog is it's so you said it's 13 years old now. So it's 13 years of just in depth diving deep into like anything from just like a standard green tea that most people know to something like a duck shit tea that like people, I mean, I was introduced to that from, um, if you know Danielle from T and Me blog. Uh, she made a post about it and I messaged her. I was like, did I read that right? Or did you, was there a typo? Is that duck shit? <laughs> like, really? So what what is that actually? Is that yeah, literal?
1: It's a, it's a Phoenix oolong um, from uh, the Phoenix mountains in China. And mm. basically the story is most of those teas are kind of named after what they, what the, they all have different aromas, so you mm-hmm. might have like honey orchid, or yeah. you know, there are all these like beautiful, evocative names, yeah. and then you have duck shit.
0: <laughs> I, I was like, um, I see where you're going with this, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that's the
1: story. A- with that one is supposedly the farmer named it something no one would want to steal.
0: Smart, <laughs> so that yeah. no one
1: would would try to take. Because in China, like the people steal your tea trees, you know, it's it's a thing that can happen. So he was just like. You know, people, I guess, in the village asked about it. He was like, Yeah, it's duck shit tea. And that way no <laughs> one would want it. <laughs> That's
0: fantastic. So there's yeah. no actual duck shit.
1: Yeah, in- no. I have heard stories that like ducks poop under the trees. So it's like fertilized. But I'm like, That makes sense too. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: I was like, I mean, at that point, now you're getting into semantics. Like, probably birds have pooped on trees before. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Eh, I
0: mean, yeah, that's just semantics. That's fascinating, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because I've heard that, like, from people that in China, they're trying to change the name because it's kind of, like, you know, not their usual style of naming and it's kind of distasteful in a way where Americans love the name so much that, like, we're just like, no, it's duck shit. (laughs) I was going to say, like,
0: I'll do everything to keep that name. I think that's hilarious. (laughs) And so what does it actually taste like?
1: It's actually super floral. Um, So that's usually that type of oolong. They're either kind of fall into a fruity category or a floral Mm -hmm. category. Um, So it's like just super, super, you know, without anything being added to the tea, like there's no scenting or flavoring, but it just, it's super, super floral.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm trying to, and I know beforehand you mentioned that you were, you really enjoy oolongs and um, puers, And so uh, I've been trying because like for me, <clears throat> green tea is like always been my my go to like matcha and green tea. I I like love that's like my base. Like if I'm ever like not sure what I'm going to drink today, I pretty much go to like a, just like a sencha because I love that. But I've been trying to explore this, the oolong realm because I'm realizing there is so much like you said, it's just the one like for in Please correct me if I'm wrong, but like oolongs can have like oxidation anywhere from like 20 to 80%. And just that alone changes the flavors drastically. But then where they're grown, like just so many different variables that go into them. Like, I feel like they kind of span such a wider range than like a green or black tea. Is that true? Or my
2: I- <laughs>
1: That's I'm- definitely true. Um, that's always kind of my cheat. If somebody asks, what's my favorite tea, I'll just mm. say oolong. Cause you could pretty much get anything <laughs> that you want within oolong.
2: <laughs> yes. Like
1: you can get like super, you know, almost no oxidation, hardly any, um, you know, like a very low oxidation where it's like really green and floral, very fresh. And then you can get something that's like super dark and roasty and like everything in between. Um, yeah. so it's a really, really diverse
2: category.
0: Yeah. Cause I've, and I know I've heard that one of the most expensive teas in the world is, and please correct me um, in my pronunciation, but I think it's like a Da Hung Pao. Yes. Is that, yeah. Is that correct? And
2: Definitely.
0: that one, so maybe you can explain like the history of like why that's yeah, most so, expensive.
1: Da Hung Pao, a lot of the time, I know it's kind of a tricky tea because you can find Da Hong Pao's that are labeled that, but are like very inexpensive. Yeah. Um, and then you can find ones that are like, would never leave China beyond expensive. Yeah. Um, you know? And so a lot of like the inexpensive ones are just different blends of different types of Wuyi oolongs, which is where that type of tea comes from. Yeah. Um, and it's not that it's bad. It's just, you're not getting like the creme de la creme, you know, Mm-hmm. When you're paying like not as much for it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but the idea with like the really expensive ones is that there's, there's basically, um, there's eight mother trees that are considered like the original Da Hong Pao trees. And so the closer to those trees you can get, the more expensive your tea is going to be. Um nice those trees are actually kind of protected and you're not allowed to harvest from them. Um, oh, really? anymore, I believe, but they have basically clones of those trees mm. that are grown very close nearby. So it's kind of like a very similar soil um, and environment. So those are the like- ones that are like super, super expensive
0: are they like propagated from the mothers? That- yeah,
1: no? exactly. So okay. tea, you can grow tea from seeds, but you yeah. can also grow it from cuttings. Um, so basically you would just like cut off a branch and plant that. And it would actually root and grow its own tea plant. Um, that's a, like a, a genetic clone of the parent plant.
0: Mm. That's fascinating. I mean, that's, I love plants, too. I'm like, a, I, I'm trying to get into the whole plant world as well as the tea world. So, And I, I honestly, a the idea of growing my own tea tree would be fascinating. I would love to do that. Um, be challenging. But so that idea, I, I actually didn't know you can just literally. So you can just like cut like a branch off? Yeah. And yeah, just exactly. stick it in the ground—is it mm-hmm. that simple? Oh my yeah. gosh!
1: <laughs> I mean, it takes some time for the the roots or, to yeah. grow. Um, some people do fe- do fa- feel that seeds are a better plant um, that because the roots will grow deeper. Mm-hmm. Where if a, if it's become a cutting, the roots kind of grow out instead of straight down. Um, but pretty much like any tea plant grown in like India. Um, or like Japan, um, and not even a lot of places in China, they're almost always cuttings.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah.
1: It's, it's more efficient than waiting for seeds to grow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm growing some herbs from seeds. It's hard to
1: grow tea though. Um, I did get some tea seeds and I tried, um, and they were doing pretty well, but then I had a neighborhood squirrel who became very interested in them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Squirrels suck. I'm going to say it. He
1: dug up their pots multiple times a day until the plants just gave up.
0: Oh no, like,
1: come on, buddy. He's lucky he's cute.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, maybe invest in a BB gun or something. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. No, we don't need to, I don't condone killing the neighborhood squirrels. But like, I, I'm telling you, I, I have just squirrels in my backyard, it's, they're annoying. They literally, like you said, they tear up everything. I have bird feeders that like. There's never a bird in there because yep. the squirrels are just like hanging from it and <laughs> swinging it, throwing all the seed on the ground. I'm like, come on, stop it. <laughs> but um, so wait, so back to those, uh, the mother trees for the Da Hong Pao. Is mm-hmm. that how old are those mother trees? Do you know?
1: Uh, I'm not sure exactly, but I very, very old. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, they're, they're definitely, I would say at least several hundred years old.
0: I thought I've seen a number of like three, 400, maybe even older than that. Like it's, that's just wild to me. I mean, it makes, yeah. it makes sense, but I don't know. That that kind of is just fascinating because, and makes sense why it would be one of the more rarer and expensive teas. Cause I do have, I think it's a, it was a free sample. So it goes to show you how. Cheap, it probably really is. It was a free sample with the tea I ordered of Da Hong Pao. Um, and I was, and then I looked it up, I'm like, that's not right, like, they wouldn't send me a free sample of this tea,
1: yeah, yeah. It's one of those that just become kind of normal in the tea industry. That it's like, it's not, I mean, it's a a name that people know, um, you know, that's been written about as like the world's most expensive tea and things like that. Um, so like, you're still getting tea you know it's still real tea oh, yeah. it's still from that place it's just mm-hmm. not quite exactly as like super special as as you might kind of think if you're if you're thinking of da Hong Pao.
0: oh yeah for sure and that's uh i mean one of my goals is to go and experience these maybe not like to that extent like the most rarest tea but i mean why not like if i can't but i realized that that would be And I'm not opposed to it. I want to go travel to these places and experience them where they're, where they're native. I think that'd be a fascinating experience. Have you ever traveled?
1: I haven't yet. Um, my plan for last year was to try to get to Japan, but that didn't work out so well. (laughs) So I will see what kind of happens in the future, but I definitely travel is, is definitely something I want to do um, There's so many amazing tea places to visit.
0: Yeah. I mean, even so you think, think a lot of, for me, I think of like Japan and China and even like India is like amazing places to go travel for tea. But even like, I know there's a huge tea culture, obviously in Europe and then in in Russia, there's a huge tea culture and it's, Everywhere kind of has their own teas in like Africa, even has like their own like red bush te- teas. And then South America has uh, mate that is just, I mean, granted, these are now getting away from the Camellia sinensis, but still delicious tea, in my opinion. So definitely. Yeah, and
1: it's I mean, things are, are kind of changing too, where they're growing tea in places you would never expect it to be grown before. Um, Like they're growing tea in Scotland and lots of other places that like you would never have expected before.
0: Yeah, that's do you know what kind of tea they're growing in Scotland?
1: Um, they're making a lot of different kinds. I know I tried a black tea that was really, really um, very good. I mean, it's still they can be expensive because their productions are like very small still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've definitely, I mean, they're even growing tea here in the United States too. So, yeah, um, you know, I think we're, we'll have a lot more new places to explore soon.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Do you know where in like the United States?
1: Yeah, tea? there's, there's actually quite a few. Um, I would say Hawaii is definitely a big one. They've been growing Ooh. tea for a while.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: and then I know, uh, there's a fairly big farm in Mississippi.
0: Okay. Fascinating. And that's, uh, Do you know like the names of the farms? Uh, Yeah, the the
1: Mississippi is um, the Great Mississippi Tea Company. Okay. Um, I've tried their tea, and their tea is actually very good. Um, And then um, in Hawaii, I've tried tea from Mauna Kea. Um, They have like this beautiful farm by the ocean that's like. (laughs) I mean, it's
0: Hawaii. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) My husband's like, we should go to Hawaii. And I'm like, they have tea there. And (laughs) he's
0: like, (laughs) fine. So, okay. So are you telling me that your husband's not a tea drinker?
1: He's not. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) My best efforts. He, he's not really a hot beverage guy. Like he's like, he'll drink soda or water most of the time. Like he's just not a tea person.
0: Okay. But have you tried to make him like a, I guess the the way in try kombucha first, that's kind of near soda. And then,
1: Uh, you know what? We did try kombucha. So, he had this idea like when quarantine kind of first started, and he was like, You should make me try tea on YouTube. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna yeah. object if you're gonna volunteer for this, sure.
2: Yeah. Like a dream um, come true, finally.
1: Yeah, so it actually turned into this whole series that we called Husband Tea Torture.
2: <laughs> Husband Tea Torture.
1: <laughs> Where he just. I basically, my idea is I want to find teas that I know he likes or that, that we can kind of share together. So the first tea I'll do is one I know he likes. And the second one is I know he doesn't like just for like entertainment value. (laughs) Um, And we did a recent episode where he tried a hard kombucha um, because we tried a tea beer as like something I thought he would like. So then we did a hard kombucha and the kombucha was a no-go.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've never actually had the hard kombuchas. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's not a whole lot different. Just they don't – usually with, like, say, kombucha you buy in the store, they actually remove the alcohol so that way they can just sell it, you know, in a yep. regular store. Where yep. in with hard kombucha, they leave the the alcohol in. So it's almost like a, a hard seltzer. It's not, like, yeah. super high, but it's – you know
0: yeah probably like a four percent at the most
1: uh, These were, i think we're about seven maybe
0: oh wow yeah okay so that's yeah that's like a high beer that's a yeah that's actually him yeah, actually might get you drunk
1: <laughs> yeah no i mean they were okay i thought they were okay we got like yeah. a wild cherry flavor because he likes cherry but mm-hmm. he said it tasted like garbage so
0: <laughs> when you start to get towards those uh there's those seltzers and this is jumping away from tea for a bit like with the alcohol. It's uh that's a it's a tough field. I mean, yeah. Er, yeah, I've had some free samples of some seltzers and I'm like, eh, stick to your beer. Don't 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 be venturing into this. Definitely. World. So that's funny though. Um so sorry, I was just I just lost my train of thought because no so yeah, so your your husband, he is not a tea drinker does he and he he's not a uh or he's not really just a hot beverage so are you trying to do anything else with him to or are those efforts gone?
1: Uh, yeah i mean it's he'll drink some teas if i give it to him um like it's one of those like he's more of a black tea guy um he does like darjeeling um we found uh he really doesn't like japanese green teas that oh, really? like
0: like this like the more his
1: existence like he really doesn't like them <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah. What's like, I guess, do you have, I know like you said oolongs, but like, let's just say like green tea. Are you like more of a Japanese or Chinese?
1: Uh, I'm a little bit of both. It kind of just changes from year to year, honestly. Like this year, I've been drinking a ton of Japanese teas and last year Mm -hmm. too. But like the year before that, I was much more into Chinese teas. Um, It kind of just depends on I think sometimes what samples I'm getting sent for the blog too, that like you're drinking what you have. So sometimes I wind up with more of one than the other. Um, But I really enjoy both.
0: Yeah, no, that's nice. And can you explain like the difference between typically like a Chinese and a Japanese green
1: tea? Um, So there's definitely exceptions, but generally speaking, most Chinese green teas are kind of pan roasted. Um, so you can kind of think of like your, as a dragon, well, as like kind of your classic one where it kind of has that like roasty nutty taste to it, mm-hmm. uh, where Japanese teas are steamed during processing instead. Um, so that's why you kind of get almost like a, like a steamed vegetable kind of oceanic taste to them. Um, yeah. you know, where they don't ha- get that roast that, uh, Chinese Chinese teas do.
0: Yeah. I, I personally, I love the Japanese style. I think that those are uh, like those oceanic kind of flavors are are really delicious. So,
2: Definitely.
0: I actually made my uh, my roommate try this morning this sticky rice pu'er, and he's like, tastes like seaweed, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I. I don't know what you taste. I don't know your flavor palette, Yeah, but you're wrong.
2: Huh. Yeah,
1: It's funny sometimes if you give somebody a tea that like you really know and like, you're like, I know what this tastes like. And they'll yeah. throw out something that you're like, where did that come from?
0: Just completely out of left field. And I was like, okay. I'm like, I, you know, again, maybe that's what you taste. And
2: yeah, well,
0: but. the
1: interesting thing about tea for me, too, is because it taste is so subjective um, Mm -hmm. that you and I could be drinking the same exact tea and we're going to taste different things. Um, And that's, you know, from things like your background, what you were raised, what you ate growing up, um, even honestly, genetics can control what you can taste in tea. Um, So it's really fascinating to kind of just see different people's perspectives on different teas for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's uh, I mean, that kind of brings up a good point about like you see a lot and I've like even talked about a lot on like my Instagram and on my blog about like how to make the perfect cup of tea. And it's like, there's certain temperatures and certain um, time limits that you're supposed to steep it at. And there's like all these different, different variables. But I mean, I would argue at the end of the day, like, make the cup of tea that you're going to enjoy. So if you like it and it's that it's super bitter, sweet, even though like I'll I'll be like offended that you're (laughs) letting it steep for like 20 minutes. It's like, okay, you know what? If that's what you really like, I get it. Then, then let it, yeah, let it happen.
1: And that's what I really like about tea too, that you have control over the end result um, where almost i would say other than coffee almost any other kind of beverage you're gonna drink it's already done for you um you know where tea you have that control where if you like your tea super bitter if you like it super gentle if you want in between you can there's so many different ways to do it um and there's really not a right or wrong way
0: yeah yeah i think that's the important part that I'm even telling myself because like I said like I got a, for a while there I was getting like super picky and telling like well but like and, and like when I would when people would say I I get picky when people say like oh it's too bitter like tea's always too bitter that's when I'm like okay can I make you a cup of tea <laughs> because if I make you one I promise you it won't be bitter and it'll and then I can like if you want floral if you want vegetal if you want earthy I can uh suit those needs with the type of tea that I have, but it's, uh, that to me is like when, if you think it's too bitter, you're probably letting it go too long.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so have ones like, have, do you drink tea bags anymore?
1: Um, I will. Um, (laughs) I, I kind of have the habit of bringing tea with me. Um, if I know I'm going to be somewhere that, you know, I'm not going to have, You know, if I'm traveling or if I, you know, when I first started dating my husband, my mother-in-law was like, she really bring tea with her to this restaurant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. You actually Um,
0: brought one to a restaurant, like a loose leaf tea?
1: Yeah. I had like a little like fabric. It was like a tea wallet that I bought at a show where it had like little pockets where you could put your own tea in. Yeah. Um because they have like fill your own tea bags. So I would like make those, fill the tea wallet with it and like keep it in my purse. So that way in case I needed it, I had tea ready. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. That's an- I was gonna yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask you what you're like. I guess jankiest or like your most like just innovative type of like on the road tea. Yeah, you need to get your tea fix.
1: I mean, so. I have a lot of like a ton of thermoses and different things like that that'll let you like brew your tea on the go. So a lot of times I'll just grab one of those. Wow. Um, but sometimes just in a pinch, you know, that's all you need is just tea bags and a uh, leaves and a way to hold the leaves. Um, is yeah, really all you exactly. need. Um, and even that, like a lot of times I'll even just do grandpa style where like you literally just throw the leaves in a cup and then use your teeth to kind of strain <laughs> It, <laughs> it use has your to bring people out. So it creates some like interesting conversations cause they're like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, some grandpa style. I don't, I don't think I've heard that one before. Yeah. That one's a good one.
1: I don't know. The, supposedly um, this, uh, one of the first tea bloggers uh, is this guy named Marshall and was like the name of his blog. He kind of coined the term. Okay. So if you, if you go to China, that's how all the grandpas drink their tea. They just drink green tea in these big tall glasses and they'll just drink that same batch of leaves all day. Cause you just keep refilling mm-hmm. with water. Um, yeah. And so it's just like a kind of really relaxed way to make tea. Um, so sometimes I'll do that as just a way to kind of take a break from all that. Like, it has to be this, it has to be mm-hmm. that, you know, that perfection seeking. <laughs>
0: well, and it's nice too, because as you're drinking the cup, it's literally changing the flavor as you're drinking it. Definitely. So yeah, you get like a, it's literally a different cup each and every sip you take. So that's fascinating to me. I, I might have to try that i because I've never, uh, Yeah. Never done that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely fun. Or you can even do that in like a bowl too. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I'll just, I used to carry like just like a little like cereal bowl um, and just like throw your leaves in there and just sip it um, and just add hot water when it gets bitter. Um, And yeah, it's just like, just have fun with it, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's awesome. That kind of reminds me, and I've never done this yet because I mostly just, I don't have the... Um, proper tools, but it's kind of like what you have going right there, like the Kung Fu, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You kind
0: of want to explain what Kung Fu like tea is and like the, that whole process.
1: Sure. So, um, Kung Fu basically translates as kind of like with great skill. Um, so it's actually kind of this, it's a different way of transliterating like Kung Fu from like Uh, martial arts. Um, So it's kind of like a similar meaning. So the idea is that you're making tea with scale. Um, Mm. And so, you know, there's a lot of different tools that you can use. um, But basically the main difference is that you're using a much larger volume of leaves and a smaller volume of water. So compared to like, say like a big teapot, I mean, this one's like super tiny. Yeah, Um, Like it maybe holds 150 milliliters maybe. Uh, So it's like really small, but you're going to brew those leaves multiple, multiple times. Um, So you get kind of like a more concentrated taste.
0: Yeah. And so I've never, uh, this is another thing I've never done because I don't like wasting um, tea, but I've heard there's like the proper way to do it is to have like a first flush. So like you kind of, you rinse the leaves and then you pour out that tea Cause yeah. you do it for what, how, how long? Like,
1: yeah, seconds? like generally, yeah. Like even your, your infusion time when you're brewing gung food, because you're using so much leaves, you're only going to brew it for like maximum 30 seconds. Like you're not yeah. brewing very long at all. Uh, but so a rinse will even just be like super quick. Or maybe if it's a tea that's like super compressed, you can do like 10 or 15 seconds. Um, but not really enough to kind of like take away the taste of the tea. Um, I find when I first started, I rinsed my tea a lot. I really don't bother anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it's kind of, I don't know. It's one of those. I'm like, they used to say that it kind of like cleans the tea when you rinse it. But I'm like, a rinse is not going to get rid of something that's actually going to hurt you. You know, like that's the yeah. way I see it. Then I'm like, I'd rather have a like a, just drink my first cup and, you know, just continue on with my, my tea session.
0: Yeah. I get that. And like, because I've noticed with, uh, especially like the pu'er that I do, the first cup that I typically have is a little bit, it's just a lot stronger. And I think, and I I like that taste. So, but, and so like the more steeps I do, obviously like the, like the second steep is usually like the smoothest and it's like usually like the I don't, again, I don't know if it's like the most enjoyable, but like the first couple sips is just it's super, super clean, super smooth. And so I'm like, that's probably why I get it. But am I going to do anything about it? No, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the thing. And sometimes with certain teas, like say, especially white tea, you're kind of throwing out the baby with the bathwater, you know, Yeah. yeah. Um, like a, say a white tea that has like all the like little hairs on it. Mm. That's a lot of flavor there. And if you rinse Mm -hmm. that away, you're throwing out flavor, you know, it's like, I'd rather keep all the flavor for myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Be a little selfish there. (laughs) I get that. I get that. And that's, that's what I like. Yeah. And so something that my, my roommate and I were talking about yesterday was he was like, so he just moved in like two months ago and he was a tea drinker before moving in, but after he like saw my tea collection, he's kind of been uh, experimenting with much like just different types of teas. And I have some higher quality teas than he's had before. And he was, he's been fascinated. he loves oolongs as well. And he's been fascinated that he's like, he's like the, the teas that you have that like are like tightly like rolled up into like little balls. He's like those, those last like, all day he's like sometimes I can even like drink it the next day I'm like yeah like that's something like you don't get with in my opinion tea bags like I get like one maybe two steeps out of a tea bag
2: definitely but
0: those tea leaves and then like by the end of it you're getting like a like an inch two inch long leaf that's beautiful and so much. Fun. So what's what's going on with that? Yeah. Like, so
1: I think a lot of people almost kind of avoid loose leaf because they're like, oh, that's too expensive. But like you said, you actually get so much more out of the tea. Yeah. Um, you know, with with oolongs that are rolled like that, the the leaves are so compressed that it takes, you know, sometimes three, four, five infusions for them to open up all the way. And even then, you're still going to have a lot more flavor there. Um, where the tea that's in tea bags it's not necessarily bad but mm-hmm. um, a lot of the times if you open up a tea bag you'll see the pieces are super tiny and that's because they're designed for the flavor to come out very quickly yeah um, people are impatient and they <laughs> want their tea right away especially yes. You know, like tea bags were kind of designed for like workers and factories. And, you know, so like people don't are not going to sit there, look at the box of Lipton and says brew for three minutes and they're going to sit there with like a clock, yeah. watch, stopwatch. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So tea bags are designed to give color and flavor very quickly um, mm-hmm. and also to make a stronger tea because they're really more designed for milk and sugar in a lot of cases. Um, mm. that's also part of why they kind of have that stronger flavor as well.
0: Yeah. Do you drink with milk and sugar?
1: Uh, not really. I'll, I'll do a latte every once in a while, but, um, like matcha lattes are great. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I really don't. Um, when I first started, I definitely did. But yeah. And as you go, it, the less you use milk and sugar, like if I go back and I do milk and sugar, it just feels like heavy.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree, and I've tried recently to get into lattes more, mostly because of my girlfriend she she really likes matcha lattes, and I enjoy a matcha latte every once in a while. But like you said, it's just I it takes to me it takes away from the flavor, and just I don't know. It's it's a good treat every once in a while, yeah. but. Yeah, exactly. then,
1: um, yeah. the, the coffee shop I go to does like a really good hojicha latte um, mm. with maple syrup. And that's just Ooh. like on like a chilly day. It's like the yeah. thing, you know, um, <laughs> sounds I actually really I'm, I'm not going to put milk in my hojicha, you know, I'm just going to no. drink it on its own. Yeah.
0: I was like, hojicha is such a good just by itself. I, I don't know. But that with maple syrup, too. Yeah. That sounds really nice, actually. Definitely. Might have to try that. So back to the... Um, like the rolling styles of those different teas and like the, the oolongs kind of specifically what, and I've never fully understood this. So hopefully you can enlighten me here. There's different styles of rolling. So like, I know you can roll it into like small little balls. There's like twisting and there's probably more, but those are the only two that are coming to mind. And I've heard that there's differences in actually how, It releases the like volatiles that are in it. That gives you a different smell, different taste. What's going on there?
1: Definitely. So the, the ones that have, uh, like a very, uh, tightly rolled shape. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, especially if you're doing it by hand, most do on my machine now. Um, Mm -hmm. and, that takes multiple, multiple times of rolling, um, to make that tight compressed shape. Cause if you like take a leaf from a plant and you just roll it up, it'll <laughs> yeah. take a second and then it's going to pop right open. Um, mm-hmm. so it takes a lot of pressure for that to get rolled up that way. Um, yeah. and when you're rolling like that, you're squeezing all the juices from the inside of the leaf onto the outside. Wow. And so that's what gives us all of the aromas that we get in the tea because those juices interact with the air outside and that's kind of what turns into like all those floral aromas and different, um, you know, things that you wind up getting in the cup. Um, so it is like a really, um, you know, and all oolong is rolled, but there's just very different styles of it. Um, you know, like if you compare that to say like a more twisty style, so you'll have like the ones from, uh, say, the Wuyi Mountains. Uh, they mm-hmm. kind of call that like a strip style where yeah. they're kind of like long and skinny, but they're kind of twisty. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, those are still rolled, but they're not rolled as much. Uh, so you may not get quite as much of those those fragrances that you would as from like a rolled oolong. Um, but it's, you know, they're different teas from different regions. Um, and part of it too is that like things change over time. Um, is if you look at a tea, like, say, uh, tea Yin is probably, like, the most famous, uh, you know, Chinese oolong, they'll call it, like, Iron Goddess of Mercy
2: yes, uh, a lot yes. of
1: times. And so that tea used to be made almost more like the wuyi oolongs are. Um, the style mm-hmm. of rolling that is done where it's, like, really tight balls, that yep. was developed in Taiwan and then was brought over to where the um, tiguanian is made. And that's how all Yin is made now. But years ago, like many, many years ago, it was a totally different tea. Um, so, you know, tea makers learn from each other. They learn new skills. Yeah. Things are, And it's almost more of an oral history. It's not like you're not going to find a book that says this is how to make tiguanian. You know, yeah. um, it's because this tea master taught his son, who taught his son, who taught his son. So it's like the tea evolves over time too. So it's like they're, I would say they're not necessarily one better than the other. They're just different.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It kind of just depends on what you're looking for and what, um, that's just, it's fascinating to me because I will. And I think back to it, cause like you just said, originally there was someone sitting there rolling these together. And like you said, nowadays I'm sure that that would take so long and it'd be such an arduous process. But I, so I didn't actually know that like by, it makes sense though, when you compress, it's going to release the flavors. Now, is there, there you said there's no difference though. Just the fact that you're, it's less rolled like with like the long ones versus the little tight balls. Right. There's no like difference in how it releases flavor. No, I think
1: it just changes the development of the flavors. Um, So like, say, You know, your phoenix oolongs are not tightly rolled like that, but they still have a ton of different aromas. Um, And but those are more of like a fruity um, or floral um, where I find the rolled ones are much more floral a lot of the time. Um, And they also kind of get like a creaminess to them a lot of the time. Um, And I think that definitely does come kind of come from that process.
0: Is that like the milk oolongs?
1: Yeah, so milk oolongs, um, they're specifically made from a a cultivar um, that is known for having kind of a milky taste to it. Um, Uh, It kind of depends because there's definitely companies that flavor theirs um, to make it mm -hmm. more milky. Um, Mm -hmm. I always find kind of weird and off putting. I really don't like those.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um, I have. Yeah, sorry, go on.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if you get one that's just a pure milk oolong, it will have kind of like a a really creamy, milky taste to it.
0: Fascinating. Yeah, I've I've yet to try one um, because that's something. One, just the the sound of it originally didn't sound too tantalizing for me, Um, but I'm definitely interested in it now and just like, at this point, I just want to try any and every t- every tea possible. So it's it's fascinating. I mean, and to me, it's like, all right, if it is a milk oolong, maybe that would be a good one to make like a latte out of. If I don't know, have you ever tried that?
1: Uh, I haven't with that one. Uh, typically, they're more on kind of like the greener side. Um, so but it kind of depends. I mean, it's one of those if you go to a bubble tea place, you can probably get a milk oolong bubble tea with like milk and like, oh,
0: wait, yeah, you know, stupid. I have definitely had milk oolong in (laughs) as at a bubble tea, but those to me,
1: yeah, it's like a different,
0: yeah. I was like, I don't really, bubble tea is like a shake to me. (laughs) I don't, I don't consider that like tea to be, yeah, no,
1: definitely.
0: It's it's always just like super. And that's like another thing my girlfriend's really into is she loves bubble tea. So recently I've been having a lot more of it. And I actually love the taro. Have you ever had taro bubble tea?
1: I have, yeah.
0: I'm not entirely sure what taro is. I think it's a root. I think so. And it's like this beautiful purple color, but and so so naturally sweet yeah they do add a little bit of sugar i always ask them like no added sugar cuz mm-hmm. it's a little too much for me definitely. but like when i first tried it it was like basically drinking a birthday cake i was i loved it though like i but i but like a quarter of the way in i was like i'm gonna throw up this is so much yeah. <laughs> this is it's so sweet definitely yeah what's uh do you have i mean uh, Much experience with like bubble tea?
1: Not or, really. I actually don't like boba. So, I kind
0: of, yeah, it's I weird. Find
1: they get offended when I'm like, no bubbles. And they're like, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> Why are you here? Yeah, Isn't that the exactly. point? <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's a weird texture. Yeah, uh, yeah so I, I get that. Have you ever tried it with like, um, I think it's like either coconut or aloe pieces?
1: Yeah, it, that also is kind of like a, I don't know. I don't like the yeah. texture necessarily.
0: Yeah, it's like a little slimy.
1: Yeah, there was one place in New York I used to go to um, that I liked because they would like actually whisk the matcha for your bubble tea in front of you. um, And you could customize everything. So when I went, I would be able to be like, none of this, none of that. (laughs) You know, it would be how I wanted it. Um, But it's it's hard to find that because a lot of places it's kind of like prepackaged.
0: Yeah, I get that. So what's your experience with matcha?
1: I love matcha. It's it's definitely, I don't know, it's it's just a very different taste, um, yeah. you know, compared to a lot of things. But I I really, really love the taste of it. Um, you know, I try to have at least like once a day if I can. Um, oh, wow. Because it's a, it's a really good, like, it's an energy boost, but it's also kind of a mood boost um, mm. for me um, that, you know, especially, you know, going... Instead of having a cup of coffee in the morning, if I have matcha, I find it's a much better start to the day. That it's like a more, you know, alert and not so like because I'm not a morning person. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I love yeah, I love matcha too. It's kind of I would argue how I that was like the first step in me expanding my tea knowledge and diving a little bit deeper into tea. It's just. There's after you've had like a good cup of matcha, like a ceremonial grade matcha, it really does open up your eyes. Can you so yeah, can you explain like the differences, the different grades in matcha and what people might experience with matcha?
1: Sure. So um, the funny thing about matcha is there's not really an official definition. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyone can call their tea ceremonial grade, but it doesn't necessarily make it like
2: um,
1: one level or another. Um, Yeah. Okay. Which can make it tricky, especially as like if you're, especially if you're new, if you go on Amazon and look for like ceremonial grade matcha, you're gonna find like a huge range Mm -hmm. of quality. Um, I get a lot of emails from people that they're like, "I bought this on Amazon and it tastes terrible. Did I do something wrong?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's what you bought." (laughs) (laughs) Because a lot of the times, especially like matcha should come from Japan. Yes. Uh, But there's really no regulation on that. So a lot of your lower quality matcha actually comes from China, uh, where they're basically just kind of riding that trend wave of matcha so popular. So let's make some so that we can sell it too. Yeah. Uh, And so what's
0: why, why should people uh, buy Japanese matcha versus Chinese
1: matcha is like authentically a Japan Japanese thing. Um, it's kind of one of those things people will argue because in, during the Tang dynasty in China, all tea was drunk as a powder. Mm, but it was not the same tea that we're drinking now. This was like tea that was pressed into cakes and then they would grind it with a mortar and pestle. And like it was a whole different product in a way, um, wow. even though it still came from the tea plant. That yeah. was brought to Japan along with tea. But then Japan kind of did its own thing with it. And that's where they develop the matcha we have now. So like uh, matcha before the leaves are harvested, they are shaded um, where the sun is blocked out. And that really changes the taste uh, where that's where you get a lot of your sweetness from
2: Mm. um,
1: in matcha. And so they develop that process in Japan. Um, and then the, the grinding process that they do too, they use, um, stone mills, um, Mm -hmm. is if you use any other material, it'll actually get hot enough to, from the friction where it negatively affects the taste of the tea. Mm. Um, so that's also a big part of it too, is like, you should, it should be from Japan and it should be stone ground. Um, that's a huge part of it. Um, I would say, you know, if you look at, so some matchas are labeled as culinary grade, um, and so a lot of people will buy that and try to drink it straight. And it's like that if it's labeled culinary grade, that's telling you this is lower quality. If you want to put it in cookies or brownies or mm-hmm. a sh- protein shake or something like that, that's fine. Um, and that's basically what it's intended for, but that's not going to be what you're going to like whisk in a straight, you know, matcha.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Cause I actually have a culinary grade that I love. I've been making, uh, I've, that's my experimental type that I really love to do. That's to the fun with. thing
1: about matcha is because it's a powder, you can do anything with it.
0: Right? Yeah. it's Yeah. I mean, any baked good, basically yeah. you can make matcha flavored Definitely. just by adding a couple, like a tablespoon of it. I drive my
1: husband crazy doing that because he doesn't like matcha. And <laughs> he's like, I'm like making pancakes, and he goes, "Please don't put matcha in the batter." And I'm like, but it's so easy. I can just. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> it's so easy, and yeah, it's good expensive. for you. And
1: um, yeah, last summer I got really into. Um, I really like matcha with juice um that i'll kind of just make it straight and then pour that into you know like it goes really good with orange juice um apple juice oh
2: yeah
1: um last summer i really enjoyed doing it with watermelon juice um it goes really well with that because watermelon juice is super sweet but then the matcha has like that little bit of bitterness uh, yeah they work really well together
0: so do you like whisk it in?
1: Yeah, so I'll kind of almost yeah. it kind of layered. So I'll just have like the glass with ice and the juice. And then I'll kind of whisk the matcha, maybe a little bit, um, you know, less water than I would normally use. Yeah. Uh, and then just pour that on top. Um, and so, yeah, they go really, really well
2: together.
0: Fascinating. Yeah, that's, um, you know, the only experience I've kind of had with that, I think I've tasted a pineapple, like, matcha latte oh sure it was interesting I wasn't a big fan of it but I would try it I mean in the summer that sounds like a really nice summer like over some matcha ice cubes too if you can make that
1: definitely yeah
0: that sounds uh yeah that sounds nice so um have you heard of black matcha
1: I have it's so funny I'm like matcha so trendy that it's kind of like everyone's trying to make everything into matcha now yep you see like blue matcha, pink matcha, black matcha. Yeah. Um, I don't know i've I've tried I tried a white matcha that was made from Kenyan white tea. Hmm. That tasted like gym socks. It was not good Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I find it's the the shading process that they do for matcha really makes such a difference because it makes the leaves super tender. Um, mm. you're not getting sunlight um yeah where yeah. i find other types of tea you're not doing that process so it's not quite the same yeah um i i have like a matcha grinder machine thing um, and i tried making black tea in it but it actually wouldn't whisk the same way um like it kept settling to the bottom of the bowl and like wouldn't make a froth in the same way that like a, a good matcha would do you know why um, I think it's just the um, you know, it's it's basically the the product like the leaf that you're using um for matcha that are using super tender leaves. Um, and the the base tea that they're using to make matcha is called tencha. Um, mm-hmm. and basically with tencha, they've removed all of the stems and all of the veins from the tea leaves. So yeah. you only have the soft parts. Um so that way it grinds much more smoothly. Um, where if you're using like a black tea or any other kind of tea, um, that process isn't done. So you're gonna get a much rougher powder than you would from matcha, um, you know, yeah. than than you would from grinding tencha. Hmm,
0: that makes sense, I guess. That's uh because I don't I've I've heard of a lot of these things, but yet, like I said, I just haven't had the opportunity to try them. So someone who has, that's why I want to pick your brain. <laughs> I want to, want to hear you. So we're actually you said you have a matcha or like a grinding yeah, tool.
1: Um, Sharp, like the electronic company actually oh, yeah. made like a matcha machine that has a a miniature stone grinder.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: <laughs> Which is like, it's fun. It's not something like I, it honestly stays in the cabinet most of the time because it's not something okay. I'm going to use every day. Um, yeah. But you basically – and, and Tencha is expensive and hard to get too. So that's the thing. It's like you have the machine, but in order to put a, a good amount of matcha, I'm like – or I could just buy matcha.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At this point. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Um, but it is fun to kind of just see, you know, experiment with different teas. And, and you know, I've tried using Gyokuro, which yeah. theoretically is similar because that's also shaded in the same way, but it wasn't quite the same. Um, is it, it, it just kind of was just missing that little, I'm like, this is, it's fine, but it's not matcha to
0: me. Interesting. What's, what actually is the difference between tencha and gyokuro? Uh,
1: so the, the tencha has the, um, the stems and leaves removed and typically matcha's shaded for a little bit longer, uh, than gyokuro is.
0: Okay. Yeah. And is Tencha specifically made for matcha, yes. or can you actually? Okay, so yeah. you can't really steep those leaves, I, or
1: can? But you would be very surprised by the taste. Like it's, Really? you would almost think it's a white tea. Oh, it's so weird okay. because I'm like matcha is so intense, it's so, so you're, you're yeah. like you would assume that it has that intense flavor, um, but it's because you're you're eating the whole tea leaf with matcha, is mm-hmm. why it's so strong. Where if you brew it, it just tastes like a really, really mild tea. Um, yeah, like it, it. almost like I, f- I. find if you're really into matcha, you would be disappointed by brewing tencha, because um, oh, like yeah. you would you would not at all expect it to be as light as it is.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I've I'm trying to think. I've had one of the first quote unquote matchas that I had. It was actually a Costco brand. It was like this. It was in tea bags, so it was a. Giant, like hundred pack of these tea bags that had oh, yeah. green tea in it, but then like also there was a little bit of matcha powder. So you would steep the green tea, and then you would pour the matcha powder over. And I don't know what I'm curious now. I probably what that green tea was. Yeah, a lot that of times probably- it'll
1: be like a sencha um, or even yeah. like a matcha. Like they'll use just like a typical Cheaper, yeah. Japanese, or even it's popular to do with Gemai cha too to kind of like duck okay. it with the matcha.
0: Yeah, that'd be actually, that'd be an interesting kind of flavor with the, and you call it like Genmaicha, Genmaicha. Yeah, yeah, I, that's another one of those. Where I, I've just always heard it Genmaicha.
2: Oh, and
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like the different dialects and everything. Um, that's, that's one of those that took me until very recently. I think over the winter is when I started to actually enjoy that.
1: It's a good tea for the winter that it's like, yeah. It's kind of, I always call it my rainy day tea. Like, it just has that, like, mm-hmm. comforting, toasty, you know. I feel like I'm eating a bowl of oatmeal on, like, a, a winter day, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's similar to, like, a hoji cha, yeah. but very different because, like, because it's brown rice and not just a roasted leaf, like, there's definitely different flavors definitely. in it. Um, but yeah, for, again, for like the longest time, it took me it took me a while to, to get into it. And then I don't know, just like one day I kind of like forced myself to just like really sit and like taste it and really like, like focus on what I'm drinking. And I'm like, you know, this is really unique. This is a very like different. And then I started like to appreciate it. And now I'm like, Oh, I can appreciate this. Like still not not my go-to, yeah, but I've grown an appreciation for it. Definitely. What area? Sorry. Are you going to, Oh, sorry. Um, what is your experience with, like, herbal teas?
1: Um, I actually don't really like herbal teas that much most of the time. Okay. Um, yeah. It's just a – it's not that they're bad, but to me, like, true tea, like, from Camellia Sinensis, mm. herbal tea kind of comes off as, like, kind of one note a lot of the time. Mm. That they're just kind of blah. To me, compared to like say long, you know, you're going to get so much more complexity out of, yeah, um, you know, and I'm not caffeine sensitive, so that's definitely part of it. Where if I yeah. would, like, like I have friends who can't drink caffeine after like 3 p.m. Um, yeah. Where you know, for them, that's pretty much your options. So then you're going to kind of get more into them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I do drink them sometimes, um, but it's it's usually not like I don't like rooibos so like, I'm very particular about them. So I tend not to drink them very much.
0: Yeah, I get it. That's uh, I personally, I love herbal teas. I just think that, that each one, and like, I like blending them because I think there's like a lot of like, a, like today or recently this past week, I've been blending. Um, It's been like peppermint, spearmint, holy basil and nettle leaf. Like, I don't know. There's just like the combination of all those. And I just, and I also am into like the different, Herbs that have different properties to them, and so I, I kind of find myself just enjoying that. So that's that's something that I, I'm I'm fascinated yeah. by. But I,
1: I definitely did just recently try. Um, a company sent me some some South Korean herbal teas. Um, hmm. So there was barley sprout. When actually like a really mild green tea that I'm like, I could actually, if it was like super late and I just needed a cup of tea, I could see myself drinking that. Um, They also sent mistletoe, which was weird because it basically just looks like wood. (laughs) It's like literally like a mistletoe plant just chopped up. Yeah. Um, But it kind of has like a, And it's woody, of course, but it kind of had like an interesting taste to it that I was like, I don't hate these.
0: (laughs) But the fact that you're saying I don't hate them rather than I like them. Yeah,
1: no. (laughs) There's something there. You know,
2: yeah.
0: if
1: it's really late, I'll do like a hojicha or something that I know isn't going to be super yeah, caffeinated. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for the most part, it's it. Tea has my heart. I really, I really don't get into much else. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, and that's cool. Have you ever tried like blending an herb with a tea to like enhance maybe or expand the yeah. flavor?
1: When I first got into tea, one of the places that I would buy tea from um, also sold like lavender and mint and rose petals and like all yeah. little things that she'd be like just have fun just just play around with mixing them up together mm-hmm. um and I, I would definitely do that a lot like lavender is really nice like before bed uh, yeah. it's kind of like a soothing um soothing thing so i don't really do it much anymore but i definitely used to do that
0: yeah yeah i have uh there's a jasmine green tea that i have that has rose petal and uh lavender so very floral if you don't like it's if you don't like that floralness it can come off if you if i add too much it can be too much like perfumey type Definitely. but i like the floral stuff so it's a it's a nice and it's actually like a, it's called spring blossom and it's uh so like right now like when the weather's starting to change to spring it's uh actually kind of nice to get me in that mode but i don't know like I, I i like i said i like kind of messing around with that i have probably just as many herbs as I do teas. And so I'll just throw like random ones together to see. And sometimes they're garbage and just completely ruins the tea. Yeah. Other times it's, it's a really nice mix.
2: It
1: can be interesting to kind of just see, because different parts of the world will have different things. Um, like mm-hmm. actually one I, I do and still make pretty often is um, Sakura blossoms. Um, mm-hmm. So they're, they're like a Japanese tea and mm-hmm. It's the flower, but it's pickled with plum wine and salt.
0: Whoa. Okay. So
1: they're kind of like, it's just a, it's a very funky taste that like, I, my husband did not like it at all. We did that on an episode. (laughs) But it just, it's, if, if it's like, you know, like winter's lingering and you just really want spring to be here. Yeah. just seeing this flower like floating around in your cup just makes you feel like you have a little bit of spring right there.
0: <laughs> mm, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a, not the best flavor, but chrysanthemum, mm. chrysanthemum. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's like a sweet hay flavor <laughs> if if I could describe it. And, uh, but it's really nice to add to like a, a cup. And like, like you said, it's just a nice, pretty little flower that Definitely. floats around, adds a different flavor, but. Yeah. Have you ever messed around with um like tea cocktails?
1: Yeah, um a little bit. Um I'll do like a hot toddy sometimes. Um and you know, a, a little bit of experimentation. I've I've been meaning to do more. Um okay. and my husband's a bartender, so I keep trying to like, but he has zero interest in using tea for and I was like gonna that. say yeah.
0: that's a good transition yeah, for him.
1: No, have, he'll try it, but he unless it's a tea he really likes. Um yeah. You know, I've tried, one of my friends showed me he would take like his spent tea leaves um, Mm -hmm. and then infuse those in an alcohol because there's still a lot of flavor left. um, And that way you're not wasting a ton of tea. Uh, But so we took like a, like a wee oolong and, um, you know, infused it in a little bit of whiskey. And that was actually really good.
0: Ooh, yeah, that might be, um, you know, honest, because I've been posting a lot about my spent tea leaves and I've actually, I just prepped my garden and I just use them kind of as like compost. I just put them in the garden then put like a layer of soil, let it kind of go back into the life cycle like that. But I'm starting over again with like my, my dried tea leaves and I like want to try something different. That could be something cool. And like you said, depending, I mean with like vodka or something that's like kind of just like a, a basic alcohol per se, yeah, if you did that right. That could be kind of like a nice fruity. If you got like a fruity tea,
1: yeah, you can it could definitely, be delicious. Um, there's actually a distillery near me. They make a really good Earl Grey gin. Um, so they use like a Harney and Sons Earl Grey um, to infuse the gin with, and it just gives it like a really nice flavor. Um, yeah, you know, I wouldn't necessarily peg it as like, that's tea. Um, but fine, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: well, we're, we're pushing the boundaries yeah, of yeah. tea right now. And
1: exactly. I don't
0: know. I, I that's what I, I like about this is, I mean, tea itself, as we mentioned, in the very beginning of this is you can dive so deep. And by the time you're on your deathbed, still, you're not going to know everything, but I like kind of just expanding and like, well, what if we do this? Like, or what if I tried this and this? And I don't know, it makes it more fun. And it kind of, um, I'm, I'm like that guy who believes that people who say they don't like tea, it's just, they haven't tried the right one yet. And so I'm also trying to, to get more people into tea. I try to, okay, well maybe we take tea to, you like alcohol, let's try it there. Like, let's just see what happens there. Or baked goods or whatever. And
1: yeah, a lot of times it is just kind of what you've been like that first tea you tried. That's what you think is tea. And if you like it, you're just like, I don't like tea. You know? Um, I kind of think of it as like, like when you're a kid and you try a vegetable and you're like, I don't like this. And you don't (laughs) get into your like 25. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much a similar thing. Um, I know like for, for our wedding, I actually gave out white tea as a favor um, and it was just like a loose leaf white tea. I put like a little bit of directions on the labels, but not a whole lot of other information and people who pe- so many of our guests came back to me and they were like, what was that? I really liked it. It was super easy. Like I specifically chose, um, a moonlight white tea, uh, mm-hmm. which is just like, it's a white tea, but it has more oomph to it. Like it's like more full bodied, but it really doesn't ever get bitter. Um, and so we nice. actually got rave reviews and I even had people like, do you have more of it? Like they, <laughs> they were really into it. So sometimes it's just a matter of like introducing something that's, that's new.
0: Yeah. So what's, uh, I actually don't know much about a moonlight white tea. Yeah. So, um, uh,
1: most white tea, like say like your silver needle, um, comes from Fujian, um, yeah. where moonlight white tea comes from Yunnan, where poor comes from. Um, mm-hmm. and so because of that, they're using a different variety of the tea plant, um, where they have bigger leaves, um, typically. Mm. Um, and so they, it just has like a different taste to it. Um, partly because they also, um, white tea is, is pretty much they pick it and then they dry it. That's really the only processing that's done.
2: Yeah. Um, yep.
1: but Moonlight, uh, in Fujian, they'll kind of dry the tea in the sun. So that way it dries fairly quickly. Yeah, like moonlight white tea. They call it moonlight because a lot of times they'll they'll dry it overnight, um, oh. so that takes hours. Yeah, so you do get like a little bit of oxidation. Um, so they they also call it that because like the the buds will be like super silvery, like a silver needle, but then the underside of them will be like pitch black. Uh, because oh. of the oxidation. So it's kind of just like has a little bit more oomph to it than a typical. white yeah. Um, uh, but that I would say that's definitely one of my favorite teas. So that's why I picked it for for the wedding tea.
0: That's awesome. I I might have to pick myself up some of that because that's a, I, like I feel like black teas and white teas I don't venture to in like too far into black teas for me so far have been. I mean, I, I've like had like Earl Grey's and like an Irish breakfast or an English breakfast. Those have been like my depth. And like I don't know, it's just like they don't get me excited. Yeah. So I don't really go too far. But like white teas, I I love white teas and I get like excited by them. I just don't for some reason go towards them. It's
1: a lot of people weird. kind of almost think of them as boring because they're more yeah. like light. Um, A lot of the times. So I find for a lot of people, it's not like their go-to because of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. And, but like, I don't know, I'm definitely more interested And I've, I've heard, and maybe, I don't know if you've heard this, um, that there's like quote unquote again, there's no, like it's kind of personal preference, but like best times to drink certain teas and like white teas because of them being lighter are like actually nice to drink in the spring and summer. So I was going to try and expand that a little bit more this, yeah. this time. So
1: it's kind of an interesting um, concept um, in a way. I think some of that comes from Chinese medicine um, mm-hmm. where they kind of believe that everything you eat or drink has like it's either hot or cold. And your body's also either hot or cold. So if you're cold, you should drink something warming. If you're warm, you should drink something cooling. Um, So a lot of times, like, your white and green teas are considered cooling. Um, Mm -hmm. So they'll recommend drinking those during the warmer months because your body is warm. Um, And then if, you know, during the colder months, um, they'll recommend more black tea because that's more warming, you know, considered to be more warming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, is that because the... Well, at least I guess the growing patterns too, like white teas, aren't they typically like picked in the spring or is that, I guess, well, you can kind of pick them throughout the year, right? It
2: it
1: very much depends on where, um, but almost, I would say most teas are picked in the spring. Uh, Okay. Is, you know, you can pretty much take the same plant and make it into any of the different types, Um, but typically, you know, it's just each region kind of specializes in a certain type of tea. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, but I would say most of them do typically, you know, harvest in the spring, but there's places where they, they harvest all year. Um, it just kind of depends on if it's warm enough for the plants to keep, you know, growing new leaves.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, um, cause then I, and, and I've heard there's like the, uh, like the first flush, second flush, third flush type thing. And that's, uh. I mean that's kind of just like when they harvest leaves, like like right spring, summer, and fall.
1: Exactly, yeah. So yeah. it's and it just depends on the type of tea. Um, like actually, for for some oolongs, people prefer the fall harvest um, mm. because they think it's more aromatic. Um, okay. So it just kind of depends on the type of tea. Um, and I know, like for Darjeeling, a lot of people prefer the second flush. Um, yeah. But. Kind of like a certain places prefer the first flush, um, so kind of just you know it comes down to personal preference on that too.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind it's kind of like the story of of this episode. <laughs> personal preference, whatever you like, Definitely. go towards that. So what's um what's the deal with yellow teas?
1: Yellow tea is interesting. Um, it's it's kind of like a green tea that's just a little different. Um, so during processing it's kind of made similar to a green tea, but then after the leaves are kind of fired to stop the oxidation, um, they don't fire it quite as much so that it's really more just very slowed down instead of stopped completely. And then they wrap the leaves um, depending on the type, either in paper or in cloth. And so the leaves will kind of just like, sweat on each other because there's you know, still moisture in the tea. Um, yeah. And because it's wrapped, that moisture is not going to evaporate like it normally would. Um, yeah. So it kind of just subtly changes the tea um, where they call it like a micro oxidation. Like it's not a whole lot of change. Like it's not going to make it into a oolong. Yeah. It's just a slight difference. Um, I find it kind of just softens it um, where like green teas can be really grassy. Um, yellow tea. A lot of times, that grassiness kind of gets smoothed out um, by that
0: process. Mm, interesting. Okay, that's yeah. Because I've that's one that I've also never had a chance to to really try. Do you actually have a good recommendation if people want to try and uh, I want to try
1: a yellow yeah, tea? I would say. Um, sorry, let me just make sure I get the. No, news. that's good. Yeah,
0: look up. Look it up that's no worries. I'll, I'll put, I'll, I'll put whoever you're going to say in the show notes just so people can try it out. And I'm, uh, yeah, I definitely want to try some too. And yeah, I guess in just while I'm mentioning that, if you have like specific tea companies that you're really like, these people are awesome. They do a great job. Want to shout them out. I mean, we can shout them out whenever, but like, I'm I'd love to put support them and, uh, put them in the show notes and for people to check out. Cause yeah,
1: definitely. Um, I would say one of my favorite companies is um, seven cups, fine Chinese teas. Um, okay. They were kind of one of the first companies that I found, you know, when I first really got into tea um, yeah. and they have right now, they are out of stock actually though, now that I'm seeing. Oh no, <laughs> that's
0: okay. Um, yeah. That's good stuff then.
1: But, yeah. But they definitely. Um, so Huang, is the Chinese word for yellow. So it's like H U A N G. So if you look for that word, typically that will mean that it is a yellow tea. Um, okay. So they have um, Huang ya is kind of the um, kind of stereotypical yellow tea, if you will. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good one to look for.
0: Cool. Yeah. Okay. It's good to know.
1: Definitely. Huang
0: ya. Awesome. Um, so, how about the health benefits of tea? Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I want to. I'm kind of like an outlier on that. I feel like because yeah, focus is put on health benefits, um, but I almost uh, approach tea the same way like a wine or a beer person would. Like, I drink tea because I enjoy it, not because it's good yeah. for me. Um, and it's, I mean, it's certainly healthy. Like, I definitely don't think I would be as healthy if I didn't drink as much tea as I do for as long as I have. Um, but sometimes there's like an overemphasis on that. You know, like people are like, tea helps you lose weight. And I'm like, if that was true, I would disappear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know that's right. That's uh, um, I hear, you know, I hate when people yeah. tell me that. But yeah. Like
1: if Keep you're on. replacing diet soda and all this like McDonald's or whatever with tea. Yeah. That's definitely going to help yeah. you lose weight, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I always say the healthiest tea is the one you like because you actually want to drink mm-hmm. it. Um, I get a ton of messages from people. They're like, "What's the healthiest tea?" And I'm like, "It's kind of like joining a gym for your New Year's resolution. <laughs> if you're not into exercising, you're going to do that for a month yeah. and never go back."
2: <laughs> yes.
1: that it, yeah, like, that the same thing. That you know, I used to work at Tivana, and I would deal this like deal with this a lot with customers. Where, you know, every January people would come in and they're like, I'm buying green tea. I don't like it, but it's good for me.
2: And like, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, where uh, I would be like, and I think part of that comes from like a misunderstanding about all the different tea types too. Like people think green tea and black tea are completely different things when they actually come from the same plant. So, all the different types of tea contain the same compounds, albeit it might be in like different proportions. Yeah. So I tend to tell people, I'm like, it's kind of like your diet. Like apples are good for you, but if you eat nothing but apples, it's not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have a balanced diet, you're going to be healthy. So if you balance your tea diet the same way, you're going to get all the good stuff. Um. So, you know, instead of just, you know, guzzling matcha all day long, um you know, which is fine if that's what you like, but yeah. if you're doing it for like health benefits, I think it's better to like have a white tea, have a black tea, have an oolong, have matcha, like that way yeah. you get all the good stuff that's in tea,
0: yeah uh, i like i said, I really liked. Seeing because you have, I think, your article about kind of explaining this is like health benefits, health benefits, schmelt benefits, or something yeah. <laughs> like that. And so I was very interested because I clicked on it and I was like reading through it. But and like you just explained, that's kind of like what you explained in that article. And it's just like, yes, I can, I, I couldn't agree more because like I definitely and I and I do find myself I I'm I'm that type of guy who when I hear something has some health benefits. I kind of do gravitate towards it. And I th- honestly, my tea journey kind of started, I think, because of that. And for me, I just grew to like, because I, I didn't like green tea at first. And that's like what I, I had. And I was just drinking it. And I had to like add like honey and sugar and like health benefits. Yeah. Like you're adding like <laughs> all know. this sugar and honey and stuff into it. But so I was doing that. And then eventually I actually just grew to really like green tea. And like I grew to like, and then, it, like I said, it just expanded from there, and now I find an appreciation and all of that. But, like you said, if if you're not, I do think that there are like the L-theanine, the polyphenols, the um, amino acids, like just like all this different compounds that are in tea. I think are amazing, and like people should know about them because yeah, they're they do amazing things. Definitely. But is it the sole reason? Like. Enjoy, yeah. You should enjoy. Like, shouldn't be like wincing every time you're drinking your tea and like that's that's not fun. And then and it's honestly it's not like a health. It might be healthy for your body, but your mind is that really healthy for your mind? You
1: get like a negative association to it, you know?
0: Exactly. And like then that I think that does affect your body. And then there's like a whole that's a whole cycle. Then like sure you're getting these compounds, but you have like a negative attitude while you're doing it, and like to me that throws everything out of bounds where it's like, no, just kind of find something you enjoy. Maybe you just enjoy like herbal teas. Maybe you, I don't know, like maybe you, or maybe you just truly hate tea and you don't drink it at all. Cool. Awesome. But it's, I think it's, um, it definitely is maybe a controversial stance that you take on it. But at the same time, when you dig into what you actually believe about it, I think it's, the right thing for people to understand because in that, and like I said, that's something that like I catch myself like is like really putting these health benefits on a pedestal sometimes. Cause I get the same questions all the time. Like what's the best thing? Like I have buddies who come with me. They're like trying to lose weight. Yeah. Like green tea. Is that the thing to go? I'm like, I mean like, again, there are compounds that can boost metabolism, but like, no, it's not. If you just add green tea and you're still eating a shit diet, like it's not going to, no, it's yeah. not going to do anything. <laughs> it come back to me. Like I'm 50 pounds heavier. What the hell? I, yeah. I bought this tea from you. And I'm like, that's not my problem. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so thank you for kind of enlightening people and me.
1: <laughs> no problem. I mean, the, tea has so many different tastes too that mm-hmm. like there's so much more to it than the health benefits that it's like, those are great. And it's definitely something we should like continue to study and learn more about. Uh, yeah. it's, you know, that's not something that was studied until really the last 50 years, maybe, uh, yeah. you know, that it, you know, for years it was, it was not something that we knew that much about and we're still yeah. things like they only just, like mapped the genome of T like a couple of years ago uh, yeah. that, you know, we're, we still have a lot to learn about it, um, which is great, but there's so much more to it that I, I think you don't have to put all of the focus on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it, again, it, it will always fascinate me. Just me kind of having like the science background and like just being into like health benefits and stuff. Like I'm not going to stop studying it and like learning about it and talking to people about it. But like you said, It's something that is not. It's not why. It's not the sole reason why I drink the tea. I drink it for the deliciousness, and to me, it's just a cup of tea is so relaxing for a day. Like, just like whether that's the compounds doing it or whether it's the fact that I'm just enjoying my cup of tea. I don't know. That I don't really care at this point. Like, it's just something I like to do. Definitely. Now, the, the one thing about the health benefits that I do think is fascinating that I've heard a lot of studies. Is, have you heard of, there's a research paper called the Asian paradox?
2: I don't think I have.
0: And so it's, they're studying. Cause I think a lot of, um, I forget if it now, if it's Chinese or Japanese. Um, I think it's Chinese. It's a focus on um, specifically like Chinese men and how much they actually smoke. And just like a lot of the um, tobacco and cigarettes that they smoke and while they're smoking, they're typically also drinking a lot of green tea. Like it's like the, just like one or one after another. And they, they correlate it to a lot of like Americans who also maybe smoke just as much, but don't drink any green tea. And so they're trying to see like, and then the, they compare that to like lung cancer. And now they're saying like, all right, the lung cancer rates in America are much higher. It's in like those types of people who smoke, don't drink green tea. And then like lower in the men who in China who drink a lot of green tea also smoke about as much. And it's just fascinating. Like they're like trying to see, like, is it correlation? Is it like actually a thing? Yeah. So
1: that's that's definitely I I could see that being a thing because I know my friends that, you know, have like gone to China to source tea they're like everyone smokes all day (laughs) everywhere yes Um, but I think that's kind of part of where those like health benefit things come in too that like people are like oh well you know people are not as overweight in Japan so it must be the tea but it's like if you look at the whole picture it's not just the right. tea; it's their diet mm-hmm. different, their exercise habits are different that like a lot of things are different in, you know, your lifestyle
0: portion different. sizes. It's like, yeah, it's a, it, that's the thing is you can't, and that's why health in general, like just research papers on like, like when you're getting into like keto diets or where you're getting into like intermittent fasting and stuff like that. It's like there, there's so much there like that. It's, you can't, Ever really pinpoint it on one thing? It's got you got to look at the whole lifestyle of the person, of just everything they do from when they wake to when they go to sleep. And even while they're sleeping, like what's their sleep patterns like? Like, I mean, it's health is such a, I, I, like I said, I find it fascinating, but at the same time, it can be overwhelming and like no one really knows. And so when I do get overwhelmed, I'm just like, okay, what works well for me health wise and just focus on that and move forward. And a nice cup of tea is always, always part of that for me. So what, what else, what else do? um, Yeah. I mean, you offer some tea services, don't you?
1: Yeah. So um, it's kind of just become a natural, it's it's Hmm. become kind of a natural evolution of the blog. Uh, That you know, it just kind of started as I'm just writing notes for myself on the teas I drink um to you know oh people are reading these and they're asking me questions so then i started writing informational posts to answer those questions because like mm-hmm. you get one question enough times you're like here just here's the link
2: here, just read <laughs> yeah. <up>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and then it just kind of evolved from there where because of the blog you know I've made a lot of contacts within the industry um you know I'll go to like industry trade shows and you know um so then it just became you know I had some opportunities to do like freelance work um that you know because of the blog uh social media is the primary way that I kind of like connect with the tea community um so I learned a lot about a ton of different things that I didn't know about before, you know, through the blog I've done photography and copy editing and, you know, social media and just lots of different skills that I didn't have before. Um, So it's kind of just evolved into that um, where, you know, I do, you know, I haven't quite found like full-time, you know, employment in the tea industry, um, but I've definitely been able to, have, you know, lots of great freelancing opportunities. Um, so that's been a, you know, a really important part of my tea journey too. Um, but then also recently I've kind of taken more of a, like a, a transition uh, to seeing myself as more of a tea educator. Um, this is not really something I I ever thought about, but, you know, I was calling myself like a tea consultant because I'm like, I do lots of different things. So that's what a consultant does, you know, like <laughs> yeah. but it's like many hats. Um, but if you say to somebody tea consultant, they don't really know what that is, um, mm-hmm. you know, or they think that like, you just like work at David's tea or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I had asked for like advice in a Facebook group for just regular bloggers. And somebody was like, Oh, you're a tea educator. And I was like, that's what I've been doing for the, like the last 12 years. I just didn't know that that's what it's called. You know, I was like, sometimes you need that perspective. Um, And then, you know, around that time I saw that um, there's a a tea educator named Suzette Hammond, who has a company called being tea. um, And she was doing a tea teacher training. And so around that time, I was like, well, that sounds like a, a perfect fit, you know. So for the last seven months, I've been kind of going through that program. Um, to kind of it's not necessarily like a certification program, but it's just like to help you become a better educator. Um, so that's been a really kind of like a you know, a personal development journey for me, um, you know, kind of along that path of tea educator. Um, you know, I I did a, a class at the Chicago Tea Festival. Last year, okay. Or not yeah. last year, twenty
0: nineteen.
1: Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Twenty twenty
0: doesn't count. <laughs> twenty twenty is a blip. In yeah, exactly. Everyone's life.
1: Um, and you know, I would definitely love to do more of that. Um, you know, obviously this year <laughs> that's not going to be a thing, but in the future yeah. that's something I'd like to do. So I think that's kind of part of that evolving journey of, you know, different things I want to offer. Is I do eventually want to wa- offer more tea classes too.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's really awesome because clearly you're super knowledgeable. I mean, I've just got a free T course and (laughs) from you on on this, and this has been um, awesome. And I know people listening to this are going to be super educated coming out of this, hopefully getting just picking up a little bit of something. Um, So I think that's a really smart and just kind of seeing where people value your expertise. That's a smart next step is to take that and to offer some of these services it's a it's a really cool thing and i think people i mean it's it's amazing because t's been around for uh, so long at this point like i think the the story is the 13 uh, 13 17 ad or yeah. is it 80 or is when
1: thanks so. 13- yeah it's so it kind of, like yeah. every couple of years, there's like a new paper that comes out. Like we found fossils a, of tea. Place, yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, like, uh, it's just like, but a very, very long time um, that tea has been around, but it's definitely right now, I think on the up and up and people are wanting to learn more about it, wanting to dive deeper into it. So people like you are going to become more valuable because it's going to be, you're going to help pioneer just the education of this, which is awesome. Um, if you if people if someone's like listening to this and they're a very first time tea listener or yeah you know, just this is like the first time they've ever really like heard about tea want to like start expanding their knowledge more how what would be like some advice for someone getting started with tea
1: I would say um, definitely just pick up like a a basic book on tea um, even if you don't read it cover to cover uh, that just like as you go you know. If you have a question about something, if you're you know interested in something, just flip through the book and you know oh, what's white tea. You open up the book, learn about white tea, what it is, even if it's just like kind of a basic overview. Um, yeah. And a lot of books will then give you kind of like different varieties of tea, um, so that you know for each category. So that'll give you like a jumping off point, so you know what to look for. Um, where if you just Google white tea, it's like you know. 50 million. Yeah, problems. you're opening
0: so, like, up a of worms. <laughs> yeah.
1: Where if you kind of get that just base of, you know, okay, I know what white tea is now. I know these are the different types. So you can instead of searching white tea, you can search silver needle or white peony. And then you kind of get to narrow it down a little bit more so that way you know what you're looking for. Um that, that can be a, a good way to kind of help stop that overwhelm um, from happening, um, you know, and it's really just try lots of different stuff, you know, that, you know, if you try one tea and you didn't like it, don't say, I just don't like that type of tea, you know, easy to do that, that you're like, "Ah, I don't like white tea. I didn't like that. Or I don't like oolong because I didn't like this one random tea. Um, But there's like thousands of different kinds within each category. So it's really important Mm -hmm. to just keep trying lots of, lots of different things.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a really nice message to, to anybody. Are you ever thinking of like opening up your own tea shop?
1: Uh, It's one of those things kind of every once in a while, you know, over the years I've thought about it, but what I do, like I get to help so many different companies, um, you know, get their message out there and get, you know, let people know about their teas and what they do that, like, I don't want to stop doing that. But if I start selling tea, that's kind of like, gonna, I don't yeah. want to, you know, you wouldn't be promoting the the competition <laughs> yeah. constantly that, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to stop doing that because I feel like that's really important for the industry right now, especially as it's still growing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but that's where I, I kind of feel like, like the education route kind of like gave me that like, okay, well, if you're not going to sell tea, what else are you going to do? Um, you know, that that's kind of my right. answer to, you know, instead of opening a tea shop, that would be the thing. Um, you know, and it is hard to have a tea company, you know, it's, there's so much work that goes into it and so much overhead and sourcing and it's a lot, um, that, you know, I would, it's much easier to just like promote lots of uh, great brands and get to try lots of different teas all over the world too.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's so cool. And like I said, from, uh, from what we were just talking about, it's a, it's a nice path for you because you do have all this vast knowledge, so why not help everyone?
2: Definitely.
0: <laughs> when when doing that, so what's next for you? Anything? Uh, um, I mean, yeah, anything special that you're working on that you want to share? Or
1: um, I'm kind of toying with the idea of um, writing a book on tea. Um, so it's just it's tricky, kind of trying to find an angle that hasn't been done already. Um, you know, mm-hmm. cause there's lots of books on tea and they all kind of follow that same formula of like, this is white tea, this is green tea, here's some recipes. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty much the the formula, you know, where, yeah. you know, I would definitely want to find something that hasn't been done already or that like takes a different approach. Uh, um, yeah. so it's just kind of trying to figure out what that is, um, to hopefully be able to do that. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that
2: goes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to keep me up, er, up to date with that. Cause Definitely would be interested in, in hearing that. Definitely. Um anything else? Um you want to touch on?
1: Trying to think. Um, hopefully um I'm I'm not quite graduating, but close to graduating from the T teacher program. Um uh, so oh. kind of my my next steps is I have to teach practice classes. Um and then once I finish that, um, I am kind of hoping to, you know, offer some tea classes. Um, so I'm not sure exactly when that would be, but hopefully, you know, sometime later this year, um, you know, at this point it most likely would be over zoom or something like that. Um, yeah. but you know, I'm hoping to, to be able to offer classes soon in the future.
0: That'd be awesome. That'd be super cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel, I feel like I did have one more thing. Um, oh yeah you mentioned about like the and because i've seen this multiple times now from from a couple of different people the tea festivals oh. that like yeah you you talked about one in chicago um i've i haven't seen these before like i feel like i i kind of started getting into the the tea world like right before 2020 so right before everything kind of shut down I, I unfortunately i didn't get to get a chance to do all this stuff but What are those like? What are those like?
1: Yeah. So um, tea festivals are really fun because it's kind of just like there's all these different booths from different companies to try. They have samples and you can buy stuff. And um, a lot of times there's classes you can go to. Um, So like um, when I went to the Chicago Tea Festival, um, you know, that was a blast because it just I really like uh, festivals. Sometimes you get like a coffee and tea festival which is like, you'll get some tea, but it's mostly coffee and lots mostly, of other yeah. stuff. But I really like just a tea festival. Um, mm. It's like, where else are you going to find a whole building full of people who love tea as much as you do? You know? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and a lot of times we're all doing this online and like, we're all drinking tea at home. So it's nice yeah. to be able to get out and see other people and, and share your passion. But, um, mm-hmm. so, you know. There's new companies to try out that you haven't heard of before, um, which is always nice. And there's like classes that you can take where you're learning about different types of tea or, you know, different tea brewing skills, um, which is always something to, you know, fun to check out. Um, In Chicago, I taught a class on dance on oolongs. So that was really fun because I just like found lots of different types and got to share them with people. And, you know, that was just super fun. Um, you know, and help them learn about one of my favorite types. Um, but yeah, they're, they're really a a great time. If you have one near you, um, I would say the Northwest tea festival I haven't been to, but that's probably like the biggest and the oldest that like a lot of people, Mm. um, that's near Portland, I think. Um, but, you know, definitely keep an eye out for different tea festivals as kind of in-person becomes a thing again. Uh, yeah. It's it's really, I think, well worth the time to go to one if you can. Um, you know, and they're, they're definitely like increasing over, you know, um, over time that like, you know, when I first got into tea, the Northwest Tea Festival was a thing. And I'm like, I'm in New Jersey, Portland's all the way over there. Uh, there's not a whole lot yeah. you know, going on, but I definitely yep. think there's been more popping up all over the country. So I think especially as tea drinkers too, it's important to support those festivals. So that way more happen. Um, Cause if they see that they pop, they're popular then, you know, they will have more of them over time. Um, and uh, um, also one of my favorite events is a uh, world tea expo. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a bit tricky because it's like uh, it's a B2B show. So it's like industry only. Um, Mm. but as a blogger I can get a press pass um, which is great because then you can kind of get this like inside perspective on the industry and and Mm -hmm. meet lots of different folks from all over the world actually Um, so that's always one of my favorite events too Um, I'm hoping to go this year it's in July so we'll see if that can happen Uh,
0: (laughs) where's it at uh,
1: Denver this year
0: Ooh, (laughs) it's a I mean I'm a tea podcaster <laughs> i wonder if i can uh can my way into that see
1: if you might be able to go it's, it's definitely a good time
0: i definitely am going to look into that you said it was the world tea expo yeah. i'm i'm definitely going to check that out because yeah i i know i've been hearing about these uh these tea festivals and stuff and i mean i don't know any excuse to travel and make tea a part of it I'm, I'm in for that. So
1: definitely. And sometimes you just find things that you never would have found on your own. Kind of, um, I know, um, in New York, there's like a coffee and tea festival. Um, and I know the last time I went, I found somebody had left in a jar, um, which if you don't know, like in Burma, instead of drinking their tea, I mean, they do drink tea, but they actually have a very long history of eating tea
0: okay yeah i've heard they of actually, this like
1: pickle tea leaves and eat them in like lots of different dishes um but this company figured out a way to jar it um so i was like i've never tried lafette i always wanted to so yeah. it's really cool to just be able to buy a jar and keep it in my fridge at home and and eat it when i want to
0: <laughs> is it is it good
1: um it's different I would say (laughs) um, I generally don't like pickles, so it kind of has that like pickly taste to it. Um,
0: Vinegar, yeah. But
1: it kind of also has like garlic, and it does taste like tea. So it's not like weird. It's not my favorite thing, I would say, but it's it's an interesting taste to try if you like you if you enjoy tea.
0: So yeah, because a while back I on TikTok I saw someone. Basically, they use their tea leaves, they were done, it was like green tea leaves, they used it, drank the tea, and then they put some soy sauce over it and just ate it yeah. with chopstick. Is that, is that a real thing? It
1: is, yeah. So especially, okay. every tea is a little bit different. I would find, I always find green teas are kind of better because the leaves are super soft and tender. Yeah. um compared to like say like a poor the leaves are like super thick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You'd be, be, like rough. gnawing on that for hours. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, like especially Japanese teas, um I'll do that a lot actually. Um really? sometimes I'll take like say something like a gyokuro, you've steeped yeah. out the tea, um I'll kind of like throw the leaves into an omelet like instead of spinach.
2: Oh.
1: Cuz it's similar, like it's green, yeah. and, you know, soft and and tender and it's kind of sweet. So yeah, I'll use that instead of spinach in in that. I'll mix it with white rice. Um, you know, you can definitely eat your tea leaves. Um,
0: <laughs> I think um, I'm gonna be making a a, a post about this soon because it's yeah, a you know, that could be a, good, a nice video.
1: It's so funny. Years ago, now it never actually aired, but I had been contacted by a Japanese TV show um, Whoa, where they were like, awesome their whole thing was that like they pick foreigners that like Japanese things. Yeah. And then the, like the people that get picked get to go to Japan. So I was like, I'm in, uh, <laughs> they wound up not picking me or, you know, oh, no. or for all I know, they aired it in Japan and I just never,
0: yeah, <laughs> you have no idea. But You're famous in Japan. They
1: like looked into my blog and they like came over the night before to talk about everything we were going to do. And they're like, so we heard you eat tea leaves. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and it was a blog. <laughs> they printed it out. It was a blog post from like eight years ago, and I was like, "Yeah." So they and they had never heard of it. Like the the crew had never heard of this, even though they're Japanese. Yeah. They had me make them an omelet with the tea leaves in it, and I was like so nervous because I'm like half the time my omelets yeah. become scrambled eggs. That I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but. Thankfully, this was like the one and only perfect omelet I ever made in my life. Um, But they were like super impressed and like into it that they were like, they never even thought of doing that.
0: Yeah. Wait, but this, you didn't go to Japan.
1: No, they, was, they, they didn't pick me. So I didn't get to go to Japan.
0: <laughs> oh no. But that's, that's incredible. Yeah. That's well, because again, when I saw it on TikTok, and you like, I was reading through the comments, there were people being like, this is bullshit. Like, don't do this. This is not real. And so I was like, is it? Like now I'm confused yeah. because like, is it real? And I'm going to take your word for yeah, it. I'm no, going to try definitely, it. Definitely.
1: It just depends on the tea. Um, I know there's like a, a common dish that they use uh dragon ball for. And that also kind of okay. has like soft tender leaves. So you just have to think yeah. about like what your tea and if you think about like matcha, you're eating your tea.
0: So exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's uh, that's hilarious though. You, they, yeah, you're probably famous in Japan. You don't even know yeah, it.
1: for all I know, they aired it and I just never heard back from them, you know. But they spent <laughs> like a whole day at my house filming weird tea stuff.
0: Was like <laughs> Wait, so these people were from Japan? Yeah, it was like a came. whole
1: film crew from Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. They had me have friends come over and make matcha for them. Um, it was like a very interesting day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay wait uh, so they they reach out to you I'm, I'm very curious yeah, in this so now. They, reached they reached out
1: and they were like yeah. we have this TV show you know we see that you really like Japanese tea um, so they they came to they were in New York and they apparently they were like filming with a few different people um, yeah. and then like kind of figuring out who they would use you know and they're like we'll let you know so I like had to go get my passport just in case I heard from them because I didn't have it yet <laughs> uh never heard back of course uh yeah. but yeah they they spent a whole day like i made all these different japanese teas for them um it was a, it was a really interesting um experience
0: that is that's uh that's definitely something i've never heard of before yeah. and i'm
1: it's okay. yeah sometimes what i do my husband's like there goes my wife having tea with strangers from the internet like
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> right i mean yeah. like talk about like yeah like i mean when you're talking about tea on the internet like what are the chances that it's yeah, someone being weird
1: thing. really tea people are by and large really awesome like you cannot find a bad tea person i find uh yeah so and it's because i'm close to new york city a lot of times people do message me and they're just like hey do you want to get tea and I'm always like, sure, you know, it's a public place. Like, I'm not like, you know, yeah. in a dark alley or something like that.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, so a lot of times I do kind of meet up with, or, you know, especially because of social media, like the tea company on t- the tea community on Instagram and Twitter, and mm-hmm. like that. Like, I'll talk to somebody online for years before we actually have tea together. Uh, but you kind of feel like you know each other before you do. Uh,
2: yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like one of the reasons I wanted to start doing this podcast was I was like, I'm talking to these people kind of regularly, or at least I know who they are because of their posts. And I don't know, it'd be nice to actually get to meet them. I mean, you're in New York, I'm in Minneapolis. It's a, we're far away, but now I know if I'm ever in New York, I could yeah. just reach out to you. and yep, we'll <laughs> <it's finish. laughs> a, I love that. That's awesome. Um, okay. Any, anything else? I'm, I'm open. I like these stories. If you got more of them. <laughs> oh involved. my
1: God. Yeah. It's, it's, a it's so funny. I'm like, I've been involved in tea for so long that it's like, there's so many just weird things that, you know, or like cool opportunities or different things. Yeah. Like it's, 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 but that's what I like about tea that it's like, there's so many things that would have never happened in my life. If, if I was oh, yeah. doing tea, you know?
0: Yeah, um, for sure.
1: And it's so funny. Cause I'm like, I'm actually kind of more of an introvert. Um, Mm -hmm. But because of tea, it's like, I put myself out there a lot that it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times it is kind of online. But my husband is a super extrovert, like Mm -hmm. knows everyone, best friends with the whole town, like he's that guy. Um, But he came with me to World Tea Expo one year. And he was like, is this how you feel all the time? (laughs) Everyone here (laughs) knows you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, you bring an uh, introvert to their world. Yeah. To, and then
1: Yeah, he was like, <laughs> out of his element. And he was like, this must be what it's like for you all the time. Because like, if I can't mm-hmm. go a block without him knowing somebody here. Um, you know, that that's kind of what it's like for me if I go to a tea thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's so funny. I love that. Um, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. So, I mean, if, if you don't got anything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's I don't know I don't don't have anything else that I could think of but, would, you know
0: I mean we could also just talk about uh not not tea things I don't yeah. know if that's fun for you no,
1: we talk about anything. <laughs> definitely
0: but yeah what I guess outside let's yeah sure We're outside the tea world what um what do you find yourself doing
1: um so tea's actually kind of just my main thing it's so funny I always say yeah. like I would be a really boring person if I didn't get into tea. Because, like, I don't have a hobby outside of tea. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, I mean, running a blog and everything takes a lot of time. So yeah. I think that's part of it that it's like the, the amount of time I put into it. I really don't have time for a lot else. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, I just want to make sure I'm not like setting my apartment on fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: definitely. Um, I do. Oh,
0: I see you have uh, an animal in the back. Oh,
1: my right? guinea pigs, yeah.
0: Oh, it's guinea pigs. Yeah.
1: You know, I'll Fred. be
0: honest. I was, I was kind of like looking over your shoulder a few times. I'm like, is that a dog? Is that a cat? Yeah, I, they, I can't.
1: They're generally pretty quiet, but every once in a while, they'll like get the zoomies and start running around like
0: crazy. I, uh, I think they've been they've been good. And honestly, in the on this show, like we've had uh, some some special guests show up, like just a big like great Dane on one episode just starts barking and like his owner's like, sorry. Uh, (laughs) And his name was like Ivan and he just like walks in the screen and he's huge. So, so Uh, Guinea pigs, I,
2: yeah,
0: I think are pretty, uh, pretty good.
1: It was my tea filter that fell, but I don't know where it went. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well I have like 50 million tea filters, so I'll just grab it.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs)
1: Uh, but yeah, like, outside of tea, it's kind of um, my, like, I used to work for a wine store, um, so I
2: do oh, cool. like
1: wine, um, and my husband and I really like whiskey, um, so that's kind of, like, a side thing that, like, you know, we'll do together, and, like, we can share, even though he doesn't yeah. like tea, um, you know, we can share whiskey, uh, but I don't know, other than that, that's kind of my, my main jam is, is tea. It's so funny, because people are like, what else do you like, and I'm like... <laughs> I like food. Food's good. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, well, being close to New York, yeah, I'm sure. You, like you get some delicious food yeah, out there. Yeah, and, it's. I mean,
1: it's always. I always say, if I ever move from here, like my sister has this problem because she moved to Florida, that she's like, I miss pizza. I miss bagels. They don't have good Chinese food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good. All right, so I was actually born and raised in Chicago. Okay. So what's uh, what's your take on Chicago style pizza? It
1: was funny. I forget what what's the big place.
0: Uh, there's Giordano's and Lumontati's Those
1: like Giordano's two that we went to. Um, yeah. I have a friend that's kind of from there, so she took. She was like, well, you got to go for Chicago pizza." Um, yeah, it's a little too saucy for me. Then I'm like, I, that, I yeah. like more dough, a little bit of sauce, and lots of cheese. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. I'm not as much of a. Uh, you know, it's, it was a little too moist for me.
0: Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot. I mean, I I'm trying to think the last time I had it now, cause Minneapolis, actually they do have Giordano's here in Minneapolis.
2: Okay.
0: It's um, not, not as good though. I've had it a couple of times. Like there's, I don't know what about it. Like, it's just like.
2: A lot
1: of the eh. time it's so funny. Like, cause they say that, that the pizza and bagels here is good because of the water that hmm. there's actually like places out West that have like New York water shipped to them so they can be bagels. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah. that's fascinating. Yeah, but it,
1: like it does make a difference. Um, it, yeah. It's a funny thing though. Cause like everybody's different on what they do. Um, yeah. I know um, my uncle was visiting and there's like, every town has like the grouchy old guy that's been making pizza forever. And like, yeah. you know, He's never talks to anybody, but my uncle was visiting and he got this guy to talk and he told him that it's because he puts honey in his pizza dough is why it's
0: good. Oh, that's uh. so I know in Denver, well in Colorado, I think there's like Colorado style pizza Mm. where they give you, and there's like a specific place I'm forgetting. It might've been in steamboat Springs or somewhere, somewhere. I don't know, around the Denver area and you get pizza, but on the table is actually a jar or like a ketchup bottle of honey. And it's cause they have the crust. It's kind of big, like a deep dish pizza, like Chicago style. But after you're done with your pizza, you actually drizzle honey on the crust. And now it's like a, a sweet crust treat after your pizza. It was delicious. It was amazing actually. And I, but putting honey into the crust, that's a, that's a new one. Definitely. I think I'd like that. Yeah. Are you born and raised in New York?
1: Uh, New Jersey. Yeah. So I I live in Bayonne, which is like, I can see New York from my town. Yeah. We're like closer to New York than we are to the rest of New Jersey. So it's kind of like weird, like in between spot. All
0: right. So I, so I have to ask, this is, um. So my, I'll give you a little history. My last name is La Pelusa. My um, family came from Italy. There was like five brothers who my great, great, great grandfathers, maybe something like that. Um, They came from Italy and they kind of dispersed from there. But a lot of my family actually lives in Bayonne. Really? Do you know anyone named La I
1: definitely know the name. Bayonne, like, it's the weirdest, like, it's not that small of a town, but everybody knows everybody, and I definitely know that name. Like, I don't know if They're I really know somebody <laughs> with that name, but I know I've definitely gone to school or had a teacher or, like, I definitely know that name. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so, and you might notice my, my last name is L-A-P-E-L-U-S-A, and all the Lapaloosas out in Bayonne are L-A-P-I-L-U-S-A. Huh. And that supposedly is my authentic name. Like that's my great, great, whatever grandfather's name. But when he um, landed in America and since they wrote their names, his handwriting was shit. Yeah. And oh, <laughs> it Bayonne looked like there. an E, never got huh. it corrected. So everyone knows that like, I think um, – giuseppe is his name and everyone knows that like giuseppe's uh descendants are all the el usa so and everyone else's are il usa yeah so. i
1: mean we have like a, a huge italian population here that's why i would say like italian food i'm like i'm so spoiled that i'm like if i ever move i'm like gonna be miserable because i don't have the italian food
0: <laughs> yeah i know and that's uh so it's a place i want to come visit because like i said i i don't know any of these people yeah. like all of a sudden, like last year, I just started on Facebook getting friend request after friend request. After friend, and like they were all La Pelusa, La And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like no one in my life is – I've never heard of anybody else with my last yeah. name unless they're related to me. And then like one guy or one lady who's actually – she lives in Italy still, in Sicily. She sent me a picture – and there's like a famous picture of our five brothers, like when they came over. And she's like, "I think this is one of your great, great, great grandfathers." I'm like, "Yes, that is." <laughs> and internet. so you gotta love it. <laughs> I know, right? The internet, it's a beautiful thing. And so I'm, I'm gonna have to. I want to come out and visit in that area at some point, just because I don't know. I have so much family no, out there. Definitely. Let you so do that's what
1: you do. A, that's such a. Weird yeah. Story. That's so funny.
0: Jeez. So that, that's. that's that's interesting but yeah i imagine like the uh, italian foods probably mm, probably good because that's like you know being from chicago and moving to minneapolis like i love minneapolis it's a beautiful city but the food's just not that good here it's just it's like it's good yeah whatever but it's not i've never been to new york but i'm i've heard of amazing things in new york and yeah I don't know. I miss the Chicago food sometimes. I'm sure, definitely. Big cities, they they have that nice draw. Um uh, so are you Italian?
1: Uh, no, I'm uh pretty much almost entirely Irish. Um okay. I did like the ancestry test thing. Yeah. It came back ninety eight percent Irish. So wow.
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I
1: kind of already knew because I had done some family tree research. Uh, mm-hmm. but apparently if you're anything more than that, it means you're inbred. So I was like, All right, at least it's ninety eight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be uh maybe a little concerning. Yeah. But do you know where
1: uh, Ireland? I know um Connemara um and uh Corbala.
0: Okay, okay I feel like I know Connemara. I, I saw so two so yeah, because last summer was 2020, so two summers ago, I was I went to Ireland. Oh nice, and yeah, um Actually, that's I kind of fell in love with black tea out there because they drink a lot they yeah. they drink a lot of black tea. and with like every meal, it was just kind of one of the best meals I had was just some beef stew. It was a rainy day, which Ireland yeah. it was just a cr- crappy rainy day playing some like live music. I had just a huge bowl of beef stew and a cup of tea, and I was like, this is nice that's- like there's something. It was just like the perfect like Irish setting. I was like this is that's
1: definitely is I still have family there, so I definitely want to go. Uh, yeah it's one of those annoying like kind of annoying things. My grandmother was the first one born here. so oh, but because you can get dual citizenship if your grandparents yeah. were born there. Oh so, so <laughs> like my my dad's cousin her her grandmother was the last one left there. Um, so and she, so she got dual citizenship using my family tree research.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs>
1: you have to be born three years later, grandma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's funny. A yeah, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous country, Um, especially the Southwest portion of it, like the uh, Ring of Kerry. Yeah. It is, man, that was some beautiful landscapes, some... Such nice people. The It's nice, too, when you're traveling to a new country and everyone speaks English. Although, it's not that easy to understand.
1: Know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny. So my grandmother went um, a f- years ago, but she actually got in a car accident.
2: <laughs> oh, no. I'm
1: like, she's not a great driver here. So, having <laughs> her go on the other side of the road, not a great idea. Uh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, she yeah. Like, drove into a fence on some country road. <laughs>
0: the country roads are yeah, terrifying yeah. to drive on those are they're so small and a fence is not a fence no. it's a brick wall huh? it's or not a brick it's just a stone wall so if you're hitting one of those it's a oh no but she's okay <laughs> she <was fine. laughs> maybe a little rattled yeah. but yeah that's um oh man but yeah being out there and like especially being in like a pub First of all, I think you're in a pub, there's live music, so it's, like, loud noises, and then you're trying to talk with, I was, like, trying to just talk with some, like, locals there, and they're either, like, drunk and, like, slurring their words, and with the accent, (laughs) I was just, like, this is not English. Like, this is not not English, but eh, it was still so much fun, and every time they just, like, laugh and, like, smack me on the back, I'm, like, all right, like, yes, (laughs) and then... Uh but I love it. Yeah, definitely if you can, I would r- highly recommend Yeah, visiting. There.
1: I think after a tea place, that's next on the list.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, you said Scotland's growing tea. Yeah, so yeah,
1: Scotland is. You can kind yeah. Of, I'm like, maybe I can do kind of like a hop, skip, and a jump and you know, get a twofer over there.
0: <laughs> super cheap flight. Like we almost we that was our original plan was to fly to Scotland and then road trip to London. Okay. Um but we were only there for 10 to 14 days. And so it was like, let's just take the most of Ireland yeah. as we as we possibly can. So, sense. yeah. Have you done travel outside the US? I
1: haven't. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, the furthest I've been, like, I've, I went to California and, like, Las Vegas for World T Expo. Um, but otherwise, like, Florida is about as far as I've been. So okay. it's definitely... Um, you know, especially being stuck at home all year, travel is definitely yes. on, the li- on the list of oh, yeah. what to do
2: next. <laughs>
0: for sure. Yeah, right when uh, everything's kind of more comforting to to go travel to yeah, all right. these different places. Yeah, that'll be, I agree, top on my list. Um, well, anything else?
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, those...
0: The people who listen to this to, to my podcast know that when I ask anything else there are sometimes like there was like one guy I had on the show and I asked him this and it just kept he kept a- asking me questions oh. and so then I and so we about after I told or after like I was like kind of about to wrap it up it went on for another hour and then I was like I'm like and then I asked him I'm like anything else he's like you know, I will keep asking questions. I'm like, all right, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to end it here then, because <laughs> like we're already like three hours into wow. this. I think uh, I was like, I'm getting hungry.
2: Yeah, right. End
0: it here. So, I mean, hey, I'm here to talk. I'm, uh, I'm, I ate before this. I'm, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. no worries. So you're, I'm always good to talk. But I don't know. I don't really have any questions. But I really like what you do with the podcast. Like, it's always great to you know, get different perspectives I actually have like a bunch of tea podcasts, which like before, like two years ago, wasn't a thing um, really. So it's great though, to have like lots of different people, you know, just like blogs. Like I read so many different tea blogs and I like listening to different podcasts too, to like get different perspectives, different voices, different personalities.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I mean, one, everybody has a different experience and different knowledge about, tea and and into. I like to make this not a strictly tea podcast so I like to bring on guests who I mean some of the guests have never had a cup of tea in their life so those ones are very much we don't really talk too much about tea we talk about like whatever they're doing in life but and like that's I don't know I mean I I love talking with people I love hearing stories and that's just the idea and ideally the foundation is going to be in tea but I mean, at the end of the day, this is just a, a fun a fun excuse to meet new people and and talk about things. That's awesome. Yeah, so I appreciate the the compliments and no problem. Yeah, like I said, that's you have such a cool um, blog. I mean, thirteen years—that's amazing. I don't know if I've ever done anything for thirteen years well, straight. So
1: yeah, it's kind of one of those crazy things uh, that I just I never would have thought that that would of all things tea that there's. You know, right. People are like, oh, you must be part Chinese or something, and I'm like, no,
0: <laughs> Irish, ninety eight percent. Like, yeah, maybe the two percent. You know what the two percent? Uh, it's
1: kind of like English slash French. Like, it's you're right there anyway. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. that's funny. Yeah. So wait, then thirteen years. Um, I don't mean to age no, you, right. but when did you start? Uh, I was about, Was that
1: about? Uh, let me see. I started it in two thousand and eight. Uh,
0: 2008. Okay.
1: So I'm sorry. I'd have to calculate how old I was. So
0: you said you were in college though, right? Yeah.
1: I, I, yeah, I was, well, I was in college when I started writing for T views.
0: Yeah. And then you started T yeah, or so, T for me.
1: I'm sorry, math. I can't do my math in my head.
0: No, yeah. you're good.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: so I was about 24 when I 23 or 24, when I started my blog Um, I'm 37 now I'll be 38 in December.
0: Amazing. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's a, that's super cool. Um,
1: and it's like, I have like tea, tea friends that are like, now I've known longer than my husband. And like, (laughs) we're like really close friends and we probably will be for the rest of our lives that like, yeah. And they're in a different part of the country that like, I never would have even met those people if it wasn't for tea. Um, that, you know, it's just become such an integral part of my life. And it's like opened so many doors. Uh, it's so funny. Like uh, in 2019, I got a tea tattoo and people were like tea tattoo. I'm like, I've been doing tea for 13 years. I'm like, what if you've been doing tea I'm 13 there. years with your yeah, right? mouse tattoo that like, you know, <laughs> that they're like, what's, what's so good about tea that you got it tattooed on you. But I'm like, That's literally like, there's nothing I've been doing longer than that.
0: (laughs) Like I said, I mean, besides living and school, I don't think I've done anything for 13 years. I mean, besides this, so the only other thing I've been doing for as long is jujitsu. So I do Brazilian jujitsu and that's something I've been doing for, Now I would be at like going on five years, but unfortunately I had with COVID and then I had a knee surgery. I got injured. I had to take a break. So I've been doing it pretty consistently for like four and a half years at this point, four years. And like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, even all the sports I did growing up, it was like those had seasons. So like football, football, I did that in the fall wrestling. I did in the winter baseball or like lacrosse or anything no. that was like, yeah. But like this I've been doing for pretty much four years, every single season yeah. and something like that. And like now with this tea stuff, I've been doing this consistently for almost like a year and a half now. And so, yeah, it's, it is, it's, interesting when you think about that it's like yeah 13 years, yeah shit get yourself a tattoo yeah, like, right? that's, I like that's
1: that was like you know awesome. what yeah like that's what else would be more a part of my life for for that long um you know and it's it is a funny thing that kind of like you were saying like you did sports like i had asthma growing up so like i never got into you know sports or things like that um yeah. like when i was younger i did do um i did ishinru karate um but then I also was like in Girl Scouts and my mom was like, oh, okay. you got to pick one. <laughs> you got to pick one. What's wrong with both? Yeah, it's too much time uh, and money. So,
0: Yeah, I guess so. I, I Which Girl one did you pick? So I
1: did do Girl Scouts actually for a very long time. Uh, but I stopped that maybe probably almost 10 years ago, if not like close to that.
0: Um, oh, so yeah, you did do yeah,
1: it. Yeah. So it's funny. Like my when I was in high school, my Girl Scout leader moved. And the troop was like going to close. And I was like, I've been doing this my whole life. This is going on my college application. Like I have to be (laughs) in Girl Scouts still when I graduate. (laughs) Yes. So, because I was like, that's all I got going for me. I don't do sports. I'm not (laughs) in any clubs. Like I need something. So I convinced my mom to take over the Girl Scout troop. And then when I turned 18, she was like, it's your turn now. So I became a Girl Scout leader for like a long time that it just like – I was like, okay, like I had a really good time in it and I wanted to, you know, give back to um but then like as you get older, you don't have control over your work schedule and things like that, that it was harder to to keep going. So it's probably one of those like if I ever have kids, I'll probably get back involved, but for now it's like a lot to to do. Um, you know, juggling everything else in life.
0: Yeah, understandable. That's that's super cool. That's a that's a fun thing. I never really got into it was like I don't know if it was just wasn't, like I said, I was just so involved with sports. I loved sports that like growing up, that was always like my thing. I never got into Boy Scouts yeah. or, or even like, cause like I, I know like my brother, he's older than me and he was in, he did like a little bit of Boy Scouts. He did like a little bit of Taekwondo. He did like, I feel like my parents kind of experimented with him. The first child always he- more
1: experimented. Yeah.
0: And then like he ended up defaulting on sports. And with me, it was just like, you're gonna do sports. <laughs> like that seemed to work yeah, keep it with him. <laughs> so we're gonna just keep it simple and just whatever sport you want. And I was like, yeah. yeah. So I dabbled.
1: See, my dad and his brothers were like really into Boy Scouts when they were kids. Um, but it's it's kind of like a weird, funny thing. I became a Girl Scout because the Girl Scout leader was dating one of my uncles.
2: Oh, <laughs> But okay.
1: Bayonne, being the small town that it is, that Girl Scout yeah. leader is by marriage related to my husband. Before we ever met.
2: Wait. Yeah. <laughs> There's a like, lot. More there. <laughs> it's just
1: like, like first grade, like you know, brownies. She was dating my uncle, and he was like, "Why don't you just join, you know, her her Girl Scout troop?" So my mom signed me up, yeah. and I was in Girl Scouts with that family, you know, involved for years. And then, when I met my husband, one of their cousins was like at a family party, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" She goes, "Oh, yeah. that's my brother." And I'm like, "Wait, you're married to Jason's aunt? So if that girl scout leader had married my uncle, we would have been related by marriage."
0: In a oh. weird. So, so wait, birthday. she's not married. To
1: no, you. no, no. Yeah, like they broke up. Okay. Yeah. But it's just a weird. I was gonna
0: say, wait, are you dating yeah, someone? Like, <laughs> or are you married to someone? <laughs>
1: break up, thankfully, I guess. Um yeah. we didn't even meet until you know twenty five years later. Uh, but it's just a weird thing that it's like. You, it Bayonne's a very small town. Everybody, like I said, everybody knows everybody.
2: Like, wow. I mean, okay,
0: so like I, you I, said, I, the La
1: Like I know, I know people who know La Like it's a very
0: yeah. Small town. <laughs> interesting wow I I had no idea about this yeah. it's a that's all fascinating Definitely. that's you know that, that's funny that like reminds me of like even like my family so my dad married my mom um and after they got married my dad's cousin married my mom's sister okay and so it sounds weird because it it's like,
1: weird, but it's not really it's but it's not, no like, it's not weird like, yeah
0: but like when you when you tell people that like, wait, are you telling me you have incest in your family like no, no 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 no
2: yeah it's
0: just but it sounds yeah, weird. Exactly. but it's just actually it's like, oh, they just kind of like but e- even but that that's not even like the first instance of it. my my grandpa has a brother and the, they so my grandpa married my grandma. And my grandma has a sister and my grandpa's brother married my grandma's sister. Okay. So it's like, yeah, again, like an like, old
1: school thing that people did. Like, you know, exactly.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think they just ages, yeah. they kind of like, it worked out. and Maybe like one, my grandpa met my grandma and then they introduced their siblings to each other. And then I don't know, it's just, but it sounds weird when you tell people yeah,
2: right? that sometimes
0: <laughs> they're like, wait a second, <laughs> what's going on in your family? Exactly. So I get it, but yeah, it's a, it's a funny story. Um, oh yeah. What, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what's the tea tattoo?
1: Oh, um, I have a, like a tea plant on my calf. Um, I know nice. I probably can't get it up there, but, um,
0: That's yeah, I,
1: can, I have it like it's on my Instagram. I can send you the picture so you can see it.
0: Well, yeah, I'd be interested. Like, I, so that was, um, kind of a fun,
1: um, like it makes for a good conversation piece. Because every time somebody, like, it just looks like a flower. Like, it doesn't really, like, you don't know it's tea unless you know it's tea, which is kind of what I like Mm -hmm. about it. Uh, But, inevitably, the next question is, "Well, what kind of tea is it? And then I'm like, all tea (laughs) comes from the same plant. (laughs) Like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you should just have a note card like I written should. Out. I should I should just
1: have a card to give them right like
0: it's like the idea of like when people ask you questions on the internet just send them the link yeah. people ask you that question in person just hand them a note just,
1: card yeah cuz it really but it does be kind of like people are like it blows their minds because they never even knew that yeah
0: oh yeah i've i mean shit it blew my mind when i first found it out so i uh i get it yeah. um that's that's cool cuz honestly so I've, I, like I mentioned, I had surgery on my, on my knee. So now it was a pretty gnarly scar that I have from the surgery. Like it's a, it was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, I'm like, well, I've always like kind of had an idea of getting a tattoo and I'm like, well, I have like this permanent tattoo on my body of a scar. Like maybe I can make it look cool. Yeah. And it's like, some people were like, you like tea. Maybe you do something with tea. I'm like, Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Like that's not a bad yeah, idea. Could do that. So I don't. And it's like I mean, it's not a fun scar. It's just like a line. So I'm like, maybe I can make it like a vine somehow. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like I know tea trees not are not don't have vines, but like a branch. Yeah. <laughs> just have a branch on my leg. Like.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it's a funny, uh, you know, thing that. Like, yeah, it's definitely people because they're like, is it mint? Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you make people guess like what plant this is
1: <laughs> but then like if i go to a tea expo they're like that's tea
0: <laughs> everybody knows yeah. yes that's how you know that's how you know you that's like the um trial if someone could be your friend like what's this plant yeah, on right? my leg
1: <laughs> make that the test
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly anything else uh-huh it's my favorite word. my favorite <laughs> Favorite questions? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if not, I'm I'm cool. We can call it two and a half hours. Yeah, no,
1: that works for me. I, I've, I've had probably more than enough tea.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm unfortunately my hot water's across the room from me. I've been, I have this. Uh, Here I'm going to be enjoying the rest of that. I
1: always kind of cheat. I have like a Zojirushi here, so I like always have three liters of hot water just at the ready at all times. That
0: sounds (laughs) amazing. What's mine? Mine's 1.7 liters, three liters. Yeah, that's double that. Thank you.
1: The Tivana I worked at. or no, actually, it's four liters. I just saw the sticker. Oh my god. The Tivana I worked at was throwing it out because they lost the plug. So I was like, I'm going to take (laughs) this home and order the plug on Amazon. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's like, this is an easy fix. Okay. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. And those, I'm a, wait, so what did you call it? Uh,
1: Zojirushi.
0: Is that like just the electronics?
1: Yeah. It's like the like Japanese, they make like rice cookers and all kinds of like electronics, but um, it's basically just a hot water heater.
0: Yeah. um, Cause I'm trying to, I think my, mine. my aunt, she lived in London for years. And when I started like my tea blog and the, the Instagram and everything. She's like for my birthday that year, she's like everybody who's a tea drinker in London has yeah. this. You need one. So she sent that to me as a gift, which I literally haven't touched a teapot now And like,
1: yeah, no, like definitely normal- that's what I use. If I'm not like doing like a tea review where I have to like be really, you know, professional, that's what mm-hmm. I'm using. Cause it's just easy that it just waters yeah, so we- at the same step, the temperature that you want all the time. Yeah, You know, it's, I mean, I have like, you know, tea kettles and things like that, but, but that's that yeah, honestly what I use most of the time.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like you said, it's just easy. Just press two buttons and get your water and it's faster too. So, Definitely. um, no, I like that, but yeah, I guess then if you want give people, where can people find everything oh, for sure.
1: you? So they can find my blog at uh, teaformeplease.com. tea for me, Um, Emails Nicole at tea for me please.com. and I'm pretty much Tea for Me Please everywhere. Um, except for TikTok, because some jerk took my name and there I'm the real tea for me, please. Because
0: <laughs> But you're the real the real tea for yeah. me, please. I love it. <laughs> And they're, like, yeah, that's, they're
1: not following anybody. It's a private account. Then I'm like, why oh, all night, did you pick tea for me, please? Then I'm like, come on, dude.
0: <laughs> this is leverage. They know. Like they're going to be like, hey, you, you want to buy this off the me? Thing.
1: I even messaged them to offer to buy it. And I got no response. Then I'm like, come on.
0: Oh, they're just a yeah. jerk. Like, this isn't even. I am,
1: I am tea for me, please, for 13 years. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i so yeah after i made fresh steeps i tried to just make sure i'm like okay i just want it's like all social medias i'm like yeah. just make an account make an account i might not, not even touch this but
1: everyone that, that has account. like a blog or any kind of company website anything i'm like yep. even if you never use it just take it on every account. platform you possibly can
0: <laughs> yep Yep, exactly. I know that's uh now I'm starting to panic. This is gonna I'm gonna post this and people are gonna look. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do this before I put. Po- make sure I have have them all before I post. Yeah, it. right. But, okay, so T for me, please, everywhere except for TikTok, exactly. and it's the real T for me. Please. Yep, <laughs> love it. Awesome. Um, sweet. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's a any shout outs to anybody? Do you want to um, like give a, a shout out or? I- don't know.
1: Um, there's so many amazing tea companies and tea people. Um, yeah. I don't know. Definitely look at my blog. You know, at all of the I only write about companies that I support and believe in. Um, you know, and teas that I like because nobody has time for bad tea. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if I write about a tea, it's a company that you should definitely check out.
0: I love that. Awesome. Well, I think that sounds good yeah, to me. Awesome. That's a good you place to so end. Thanks for
1: having me. This was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Nicole. Everyone go check out her stuff, but let's hopefully we'll be able to meet in person at the expo. I'm going to, I'm seriously, I'm going to try no, and, uh, definitely. Pass to that. If not, let it's, me uh, know if you're
1: in New York, we'll get some Italian food and tea.
0: <laughs> hell yeah. That sounds, it's a weird combo, but I love yeah. it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so no much.
2: Problem.
0: Thank you to Nicole for that incredible and educational tea talk. Remember to check out her work at TeaForMePlease.com or on all social medias at TeaForMePlease. If you've been enjoying the podcast, leave a review and hit the subscribe button. For more tea info and to stay up to date, follow along at Fresh Steeps. And to end today's show, the Urban Dictionary Tea Word of the Day. And today's word is oolong. Oolong. An incredibly long wiener. As a girl would say, oolong. Luke and Marshall have the biggest oolongs ever. Number two, oolong, a bunny with a pancake on its head. I have no idea what you're talking about. So here's a bunny with a pancake on its head. I do have no, I I don't get that. I have no idea what that is. Number three, oolong, one kind of Chinese tea. It's a kind of semi-ferment tea. Have you ever tried oolong tea? Um, I wouldn't say it's ferment, but close enough for Urban Dictionary, you know. Number four, oolong, late great rabbit who could balance pancakes, among other things, on its head. Oolong was great at balancing objects. I do not know this rabbit reference. So if anybody does, hit a brother up. Number five, oolong, the pig from Dragon Ball Z. Hey, oolong, come taste my balls. And number six, oolong, god of the rabbit world. All dead rabbits sleep with oolong. Well, there you have it, folks. Oolong an Urban Dictionary. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember, check out Fresh Steeps if uh, you want to stay up to date and learn more about tea. And have a fantastic day. Peace.